0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. My name is Michael Dean and joining me today
1: is Mr. Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great. I had a great weekend. God damn it, I'm going to the beach.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Also joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy in Saks. Sir, how are you?
2: You know, it's a little warm up here too, winning a... a a new project, and we'll say that, and I'm just learning about people, and they ain't shit, but such is life.
0: Uh, We're going to get in today, we're going to get into the first Purge, Uh, that is the new Purge movie, that just came out July 4th, 2018, this is the fourth Purge movie in the series, but this is actually a
2: prequel.
0: Uh, and it's actually called the first purge. It'd be interesting how people refer to these movies going forward because you're like, Oh, did you see the first purge? And you'd be like, did you mean the, the first purge or the first purge? <laughs> but anyway, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> the first purge movie, or do you mean the movie called the first, purge? but uh, anyway, let me, this is going to be interesting because this movie, I didn't expect what I got. And I think this movie is very interesting. Uh, so let's talk about The Purge, the series itself. Uh, I am a big fan of the premise of The Purge movies. I am not necessarily a big fan of The Purge movies themselves. But I think the concept is very interesting. Uh, I remember when the first movie came out uh, with Ethan Hawke. And I remember seeing that trailer thinking, yo... This sounds very intriguing, man. It's a a 12-hour period where crime is legal. I got to see this. Uh, The the execution of that movie was on some old bullshit. Uh, (laughs) Right. It was like, I remember we did a review on it, and I was just like, man, I was so disappointed because the concept is great, but they just didn't nail that. Um, I think the next one was Purge Anarchy. I honestly don't remember too much about it. I think I liked it a little bit, and then the last movie they came out—I think it was last year's Purge Election Day or something like that. Yeah, and I—I've only seen half of that movie, and only just recently did I watch that because I think it's like on HBO or something. And it was kind of ah, this is that B bush B movie bullshit.
1: I was like, ah, it's just kind of stupid. Dude, don't be kind. That movie was trash.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, the last part I watched and I had to kind of tap out I was like, this is that old bullshit. There was a scene in the movie. I can't think of the, the actor. He's a black dude. He's been in a lot of movies, but he was like a store owner or something and they were in a van or they was in a van and they got surrounded by gang members or something like that and they was like, the gang members is coming to the truck, you know, and this purge night. They're going to get us and the old the older black dudos in there, he was like, "Yo, I got a way out of this." And I think he was like, started doing a whistle or something, "hoo or some sort of whistle. And they was like, "You know how they were saved? You know, they were saved because it was a Crip whistle." And I was like, "Nigga, I was like, huh? Yeah, it was. I know. I know all the Crip
1: whistles. So they are gonna give us a pass."
0: Yeah, thinking, thinking, uh McKilty
1: Williamson's who you talking about? Who does he play? He plays I'm, I'm sorry, who? McKilty Williamson, he was uh Michael T Well,
2: Michael
1: whatever his T. name <laughs> is. What what, what, what,
2: what,
0: what, what what character does he he's known for? He's known from some of this He's stuff. Bubba from the. Okay, there you go. Yeah, when he did the Crip whistle thing, I was like, I can't watch this. This is, this is this is awesome bullshit.
1: We got 60s Crips. We got A-Tray Crips. Yeah. We got 20s Crips. <laughs> the Crip yeah. Whistle. I,
0: I, I was like, okay. But anyway, I say I that like to say the movies are out there. Now, I, I want to ask you guys: have you guys seen some of the other Purge movies?
2: I have not seen any of them. But again, like you, the premise is uh, interesting to say the least.
1: Okay. What about you, Ampu? I know you've seen some of them. I've seen all three. The first one, I enjoyed it for what it was, which was, I felt like it was, um, aping the strangers. I don't know if you guys saw that film. Yep. It was similar to that, but had a even, I think, a more engaging premise. The second one had more action. They got more, they got my, more minorities that we could root for instead of the the bum that made it off the streets. The third one. (laughs) Was hot garbage They they tried way too hard Which is And I guess we're going to get into it Which is why I'm glad they They dumbed it down In my opinion They they stripped away So much of that action stuff and, and I felt When I say action stuff So much of the We trying to Ape or we trying to Keep up with the Joneses And came up with A nice original story Now if, Now am I
0: wrong Into thinking that The third one at least from the trailers in the half of the movie I've seen, could make a person think that they was trying to push this candidate. I got like Hillary Clinton vibe. Uh, Bingo. Okay. I I didn't think I would be missed. Not to say that they're actually making her Hillary Clinton, but you can't help but sort of see that that character sort of is positioned in that way. Uh, And and her character was, uh, she was uh, trying to run for, the president, Or did she win presidency? I can't remember if she was the president or it was about the election time. But she was sort of, you know, at the top there against the new founding fathers type uh, government, you know, uh, whatever. I can't even think of my words. I'm tripping. Uh, but anyway, they always play on different little things. And as I think about it, even to the first movie, you see an inkling of what I think this new movie is all about because even in the first movie Ethan Hawke's family you know they live in a very nice suburb nice house and it's, elect, excuse me, it's purge night and I thought the whole premise was about there was a, a black dude was knocking on their door asking for help and you saw that there was these other people who was chasing that black guy to kill him they was going to purge him and so you got an inkling of ah, oh, why are the brother's the one being targeted, you know, and they have to save. you know, to me, it played on those fears of, Oh, just black guys beating on your door. And the people are trying to kill him. Where would you let him in? He's scary on him unto himself. To me, that's how the trailer kind of plays into those sort of fears type of thing. But of course, you know, Ethan Hawke, they're good people, but it's interesting because again, you see in that movie, uh, the blue flower was a sign that you supported the Purge. I don't know if you remember that. Uh,
1: oh wow! Which plays now into this school and me,
0: which plays into this new movie. But I don't, you know. You can oh look at,
1: yeah, yeah. You
0: know, I was doing some research, but you look at uh, when those Purge people came to his door because he was giving shelter to that black guy that purge do with the mask was like yo i see you have the flower out so i know you good people and you support this purge but i'm gonna need you to let go of the nigga now he didn't say it like that but <laughs> you, you get that you get that, that you know that that blue flower meant something and it plays into this movie that's why i brought that in um but i'm just saying like you saw little inklings of that type of stuff. And even in some of the other movies, I remember the guy who plays always call him Omar, but Michael K Williams, he was the resistance leader in one of those movies. And it seemed like it was mainly some black resistance group that was fighting against, you know, the military organizations that were in the street and those militias Mm -hmm. and stuff. And you kind of, now I can see where that sort of comes from. If I, as you watch this new movie, so but I say all that to say is they was kind of showing you little things. That maybe this purge wasn't really about just, uh, bringing down the crime rate, the body count. <laughs> it was, it, it, well, it was about, it was about bringing the body count down or, or bodies down population, not crime. And specifically, it might've been about going after certain types of people. Uh, so this new movie, the first purge, is a prequel, and it sets up why they're actually doing the purge and what that actual first purge was like. And I think it, uh, I'll say this, this movie is very, from what I've seen, it, it's a its a trigger movie for some people. Uh, on, on Facebook, right, on my Facebook page, I, after I saw this movie, I immediately uh, posted some shit up, and I said, the first purge <laughs> equals... Uh, blacks fighting NRA back clan and race soldiers in the streets. (laughs) You know I'm being a little funny with it but I posted that up and a gentleman I'm not going to say his name I'm not trying to blast him. Now I notice he has defriended me now because his name isn't highlighted anymore which is hilarious but he went on a tangent
2: Oh that guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah that guy he went on a tangent about uh, why the NRA was started you know started out by training ex-slaves uh, it ends but here's the thing and I, I didn't even really respond to him I just said thanks for the history lesson now back to the movie you know, I don't know what you're talking about but here's how here's how you know this movie strikes a chord because here's what he ends up saying toward the end of his rant uh, and you wonder why some white people do not believe you yeah. <laughs> say no more <laughs> I was like wow I said hey man I just said you played yourself H- happy 4th bro uh, cause with all that shit you talking I man we talking about a movie it's a fictional movie that has some basis and somewhat of reality but if you get that triggered over what I said and you gotta go into this whole rant You ain't even seen the movie yet. You don't know what you're talking about. And then when everybody just kind of standing there looking at you like, what the fuck is he talking about? You get mad. And then you just show your true colors. And you wonder why white folks Mm -hmm. don't. Like, Man, go on with that, man. I don't even know how I know this person so called Yeah, I was giving you a side eye. Yeah, I, I was like I don't even you know and I <laughs> and I would say he was a and I'm using quotation marks, he was a Prince fan. Uh, oh. And that's probably how he, you know, was following me or whatever, he listened to the podcast. So it is what it is. But this movie is triggering some folks and, and, and we're gonna get into the review, but I just wanted to set it up. Um I had, you know, Of course, I'd seen the trailer before, so I already knew it had some black folks in this movie in, 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 uh, you know, in prominent roles, not like the side characters. So I already said, like, oh, okay. I got my eye on this movie, and I remember some of the early posters had a hat that looked like the Make America Great hat, but it just said the first purge. So I was like, oh, they're really trying to be funny, and, and they're going to be showing some shit. So I had uh, went on to YouTube... Uh, must have been Tuesday or it was Monday, and I saw like the first review started coming out from some YouTubers, and it was, and I have to say, there were some white YouTubers, and I'm like, okay, cool, I want to see what they say. And you know, one of them was like, well, um, so <laughs> the first purge, uh, we've seen all the movies, but. This one's a little different. Um it's a multicultural uh I mean, you know, uh kind of an urban uh, well, uh you know, there's uh you know, people of color uh are the leads. Um it's a little different. Uh you know, it's like why are they like kind of beating around the bush here? What is this? Something I'm missing because I I know from the trailer it looks like it's on some other shit. So I was like I got to go see this movie ASAP because he seems uncomfortable talking about it. He just, oh, the, the lighting. Um, so the lighting, um, uh, I'm like, well, uh, nigga, I don't know the what the, s- the story, why, why are you trying to throw, you know, you're trying to shift away from talking about what's going on. So I, yeah, I want to go see it the very next day. And let me tell you this here. Here's, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to keep it. Right front. I give it, if it was, uh, if you're doing forced, you know, four stars at the top, I'm giving it four stars, okay. Uh, This is a horror movie, right? The the Purge is in a horror genre, and it is every much a horror movie. I'm gonna tell you why, because to me, yes, there are horror movies that show the monsters, you know, the serial killers. Jason, Um, there's the horror movie uh, where this the you know the uh, Seven. You know, Silence of the Lambs, you know, there's very dark type horror movies and there's funny type of horror movies that's played, you know, torture porn and all that. To me, this is a horror movie for black folks, (laughs) particularly because the shit that is horrifying to me. Yeah. You know, it's horrifying if uh, there's killers out and uh, Jason and uh, Freddy Krueger you know, all these types is Halloween. They showed a new trailer for Halloween. Yeah. That's, that's all horror, but that's fantasy to me. It's horrifying to think about brothers getting lynched. To me, it's horrifying to think about shit like Charleston, uh, or, or when the church got shot down, that's real horror to me. So this shit was, there's a lot of things that are very scary in this movie. Like I wouldn't want them to happen. And, Sometimes all horror movies ain't funny or they ain't for laughs or just pure entertainment, though. I find this movie is very entertaining, but I would say this is a horror movie. It would be a horrifying movie if there was a movie uh, where they outlawed particular people for whatever reason. Uh, But then again, I would look at 12 Years a Slave as a horror movie. Some people would be like, oh, this is great. Give them Academy Award. I, I see that as a horror movie like I don't want to be whipped. <laughs> I don't want to be a slave. That's horrifying to me. So the purge fits right along in there Cause this is a horrifying shit that happens in this. So one, it's a horror movie and I think it shows horrific shit. So it does that. The other reason why I like this movie, I give it five stars is because it has protagonists that I can somewhat identify with a little bit more. And at least I'm not a drug dealer or anything like that, but I can understand the circumstances. I, I you know I, I know some of the choices they going to make. A lot of times, horror movies, they have people doing dumb shit. This movie does that as well. They're doing dumb shit. But some of this shit in there, I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, I could kind of see that happening. Some of this, sadly, I can see happening as we'll get into it. Uh, but the other reason I give this five, four stars is because it has kick ass action uh, to me uh, the movie that got some brothers actually you know men like manly men type dudes uh, gathering together and getting their arms together shout out to Q <laughs> they, they, they see that something's going down in the community and they like nah we're not having this shit let's go get these guns And we're going to be the hero and we're going to take back the streets. I thought that was entertaining. I actually thought that that was, uh, it kind of made me feel good. I was like, yeah, okay. They tooling up. They're not going to just get slaughtered. At least go without a fight. I thought that was, was dope. That was on some superhero shit. Uh, the lead character, Demetrius, he turns into, uh, Batman, essentially, you know, you know, if anyone listens to this show, I'm all over Batman v Superman, the, the Batman scene. We in the warehouse and how Batman was just going ham on people and savage with it. That's in this movie. But it's a brother doing it. I'm like, hey, I don't need to know how he's doing it. Shit looks dope. It's getting me hyped. Let's go. And it's gun busting. And who doesn't want to see somebody take out villains? Who don't want to see like if you know, I think of Indiana Jones, he, he taking out the Nazis. Yeah. You know, so they taking out Nazis in this. They taking yes. out yes. Klan yes. <laughs> uh, Aryan. Nation. Yeah. And I, hey, who don't they, and they're showing these people, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be funny stuff. My man Trump, you said there's good people on both sides. In this movie, it was just one side. <laughs> they was killing people. It ain't no good. And they was getting they just do, uh, re, you know, revenge. So I, I was all into. It. So for for just the action alone, I was all into. It. it was it was it was dope. So for me, four stars. Uh, and again, because there's some horrifying shit in it. But at least we came out the victor somewhat. Now, of course, the purge is going to happen. So we ain't going to be winning. But I, I, I love that movie. Um, we're going to get into the specifics, but I'm just giving you my upfront a take on it. I'm not saying this is Academy Award winning movie or anything like that. But is it entertaining? Yes. Is it a lot of action, hardcore blood Guns busting, action movie. Yes. Does the brother look dope in it? Getting it in, saving the community. Yeah, I'm with it. Just as cats was into them black exploitation movies back in the day, where it was very cookie cutter type, black, white, this, and that, and the third. This movie is doing the same thing. If y'all, y'all praised it, then if if Tarantino can build his whole career praising that, then you can't. You got to have the same energy. In 2018, if they do it again, and you're the villain, you can't be mad. You can't pick and choose what you want to pray. So they're doing the same thing now. Um, and and we're going to get into it. But all the people that's mad because oh, it's too political. Uh, this race baiting. Huh? So I, I, my first question. So you ride with Bush? Are you I mean you ride with Trump? And it ain't even really about Trump. But I'm just saying like. They're killing people in the movie. They ain't, they're not talking about you. They're talking about clans and stuff. That that ain't if that ain't you, what you worried about? Exactly. Unless they are a clan. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if it's striking the nerves or you want to be exposed. And this is why they don't want to believe. Listen, this is just a this is a fantasy revenge movie. That's it, man. It ain't no different than any other fantasy revenge horror movie. It's just that It's very blatant On showing you it. They're not beating around the bush Like them other movies Where they're just showing Hey, this, this is what it is So anyway, I've said enough I feel like I'm rambling Aunt Pooh Give us your take on the movie And then we're gonna get into Some spoilers type stuff
1: Okay, I'm gonna uh, try to be quick <laughs> <laughs> My bad I don't want to preach shit <laughs> Nah, nah I got an unruly baby So <laughs> Say hey, Mia Anyway, Um, (laughs) now I will say it was somewhat of a letdown from based on how hard pause you went for this movie. I was uh, expecting like God, this is gonna be like Minister Society meets Boys in the Hood meets uh, what was uh, meets Triple X with Ice Cube because you're gonna see the brother that can do it all, but. It wasn't to that level, but it was a fun-ass movie. I don't know what more you can ask for seeing predominantly black cast. Yes, there were some stereotypes. Yes, there were some tropes, but fuck all that. You had crazy-ass, crackhead, evil demon. You got dumb-ass Tariq from uh, Power uh, Incarnate. Uh-oh. that <laughs> is cut his mic off. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> That's keeping it
1: 100. Yeah,
0: baby, ain't nothing wrong with that.
2: Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you yeah, said it was like a horror film. Well, how does it play alongside something like uh, Get Out?
0: Oh, it doesn't, but you guys... Well, no, I would say it does, actually, because there's a lot of uh, blatant and very subtle little things thrown in this movie. uh and when I say it's a horror, I would put the purges in the horror sub horror genre onto it, itself. So it still has, you know, those, I know mean, you haven't seen the other movies, but it has, you know, these crazy type people running around the streets, killing people and all that type of stuff. I mean, it has all that type of stuff, but it has to me, things that tie into some real shit that would make, depending on who you are going to make you like, Oh, I see what you're doing right there. You know, for instance, there's a scene uh, where the there's a church full of black people, black and brown people, and they all get slaughtered. Uh, by like in this case, I think it was like the Klan. Uh, there's a scene where a brother's being dragged from a motorcycle down the street, which to me was a direct nod to uh, what's my brother's uh, James James Byrd Jr., you know, who got who that happened to in real life. Go go do your Googles, you know, I don't that I don't to me that wasn't no coincidence. They threw them little things in there. They were like yo black hey this is real horror to this is horror to
1: us if you walk about it
0: so anyway go and go back to, to Aunt Poodle and give his thoughts
1: on it. yeah um now there were a couple of characters that I absolutely hated but that's the brilliance of the film because they did put those characters out there um the main character I think her name is Nyla she had this brother that she was caring for Isaiah <sighs> bruh <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, man, I thought uh, Tariq would be the most hated black child this week from power. This dude, I'm just like, oh, it's like, okay, he's tired of being, of struggling in the projects. I get that. I've never been in the projects, but shit looks dreary as hell. He he decides he wants to be slang uh, drugs for Dimitri's crew. He gets sliced up by this dude, this crazy fucked up dude named Skeletor and says, okay, I'm a purge now. Somebody give me, you can give me a good and $5,000. I'm like, dude, as you're saying, as far as uh, this being hard, if the government is going to give you $5,000 to commit any crime, red flag. Red flag, because the government got money, and this fool just being st- stupid as hell they had a ton of symbolism in this film uh there was a scene with the church we'll get into that hot and heavy which probably got white people all up in their feelings as well um they had uh black people throwing rave twerking parties doing the purge maybe they didn't understand what the hell was gonna pop off but still why the hell you out in the streets being a target instead of holding up and handling your business. But overall, when you get to the end where it's uh, Dimitri's crew versus the white the the race soldiers, <laughs> that's when shit pops off. And yes, they have a Hitler analog. There's one dude looking straight out of Hitler with the Gimp from Pulp Fiction's mask <laughs> on, walking Damn. floor to floor. Merking everybody in the projects. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I take it back, Mike. You're right. That is some horror. Scary. Yeah, <laughs> man. That's just scary.
0: As fuck. Can man. you
1: imagine struggling as struggling like a motherfucker in a Staten Island project? And then race soldiers come in, killing everybody. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that was some horrific shit,
0: man. But that's why I was I'm going to say a lot of times people are uncomfortable that's why, you know, when I always talk about horror genre, I'd be like, yeah, you know, the, the Freddy Kruegers and stuff that don't really scare me. Those movies are almost kind of funny, you know, because it's like, oh, let's figure out how the cool way that they can kill somebody. I mean, that's really kind of sick, actually. But the real horror movies be those ones where they be like, you know, kid to get abducted or something or, or like even the first saw and stuff like that, like or the real more like re- that can be that can really happen. Those are the ones that be scary to me because it's like, yo, man, that type of shit can happen. That's but but those are movies people be uncomfortable to watch because it's too real, you know. It's not fun. Some for some people it ain't fun, but I'm like, but that's horror though, you know. So, uh, I mean, this movie, man, I I'm a, I want to make sure that you get your your final thoughts on this before we go diving into the story specifics, uh, Ampu. Oh, I guess you got sorry, it. On. sorry
1: about not nah, sorry about that. I had to mute. No, nah, my final thoughts I would give this I give it a 4 out of I give it a 4 out of 5. Um it was a fun ass movie. They had some great nuanced characters. I mean, yes, they had some tropey stuff with the drug dealer, with the dumbass little brother, but I mean, it all made in my opinion, it all made sense. And At the same time, when you go to a horror movie, you do want to shout at the theater like it's dumb, nigga. It's dumb. <laughs> uh, you, you. you want, I'm sorry. That was made for. Yeah, it's the Purge, and the Purge hasn't been. I think the all, all of four movies have made over half a billion. I believe, or at least close to it. So this one might have been some fan service to the black community, and they knew exactly what they were doing by having those moments where you just like ah. Oh. especially at the end when we think uh, the crazy ass crackhead Skeletor is gone and woo we we get jump scares of all jump scares
0: (laughs) yeah man so let's set up a little bit uh, uh, what this movie is is about what's going on and also I gotta say shout out to the director uh, Gerald McMurray uh, his brother he directed that movie Burning Sands I was on, that's on Netflix about the black fraternities. Yeah, that was some creepy and, shit. And, and I, I the movie is movie's eye to me, but he did direct, it, and I think he was also a producer on F- Fruitfield Station as well. Um, so they brought him on to direct this. It also stars, if I say his name right, uh, Wylan Nolan uh, as Dimitri. He also plays on uh, Insecure. He was the the, the guy that Easter uh, Ray's character cheated with. No, 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 no. He's
1: the one who gave yeah. her the the eye poke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that too. Oh. Same. it's that brother. Yeah. He he stars in this movie. And let me say let me say this about him. In my opinion, if it was up to me, he should be the next whatever action hero. Uh, if they're gonna do uh, a new Blade or something. That's the guy, man. Like, to me, he just oozes the charisma, the, 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 whatever you want to call it, the swagger. I think he is perfect on screen, and he just has a lot of character about him. That's that dude right there, man. I thought he nailed this character and being the action hero and all that. Uh, the other star of the movie is uh, Lex Scott Davis, uh, if you did see uh, Superfly, she was the the young lady that was the lead in that. Um, and She did her thing. She was cool. She kind of plays the uh, activist type sister and Demetrius is the basically the Nino Brown type drug dealer dude, but they were both used to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And then Naya's younger brother is another other characters. Marissa Torme is in this movie. She plays <laughs> the, They call yeah. her the the architect. She is the lady that creates the actual concept of the purge. She you know, she's uh the one that comes up with the whole thing, but she's strictly on like some scientific type, you know, let's just see the data type stuff. She's um,
1: Margaret Sanger.
0: Hilarious. I'ma get to her character too. I'm gonna get to her character. But to set this whole thing up so the thing is, they have this thing called the was it the New Founding Fathers? Uh, they have basically take was, yeah the NFFA, the New Founding Fathers of America. So they are neither Democrat nor Republican. They are they kind of play I think that may be like sort of on some Trump type of organization that came came through, and they are the top dominant sort of form. They they rule America. Uh, the the president is a part of that. And I guess what they did is they changed the uh, amendments. I think they added the twenty eighth amendment, where, which outlines having the purge, right? But this is the first one, so they basically are looking at the state of America, and they show a lot of real world footage of you know riots and different things, protests that are going on, and the economy is down, the stock market is crashing, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And they like basically saying our whole political thing is built on you know we got to change America right and make it somewhat great again right so what we're gonna do is come up with this thing to bring down the crime and it's the idea that they got you can see that they're getting some pushback from other countries and in the media questioning is this thing good for America or bad they even got Van Jones in this movie as a reporter for some like fake ass CNN, uh, news station talking about this in the news and we see the news clips uh, about this and they're interviewing people yo is this ex-? they call it the experiment is this a good thing to have you know is it, how is this going to help the, the, the nation And are you only just targeting low-income people And so the idea is that they're going to have this purge on Staten Island and it's only going to happen on Staten Island Again I keep calling it the purge but it's not called that it's called the experiment. And so their thing is they actually are going out to Staten Island. They got like these trailers out there and they're doing psychological evaluations on the people to see if they want to be involved in this experiment. And they're basically coming to these uh, low income people saying, listen, we'll pay you $5,000 if you stay on Staten Island during the experiment. And then they're like, we even pay you more. If you want to participate and go out and do some of these, do some crimes or whatever, we'll give you more money. And the question is, again, you got to look at it. And I, I would say this for a, a lot of people, $5,000 ain't shit. But for a huge percentage of people in that particular area, $5,000 is a lot of money. You know, they, they got multiple kids possibly, or they don't have jobs. They're in the ghetto. They might say, Well, we'll give you 5,000 just to stay here, stay in your home for five G's. You know, people gonna sign up for that. (laughs) And then they was like, the question was, well, if I take the money, how, you know, if if I don't take the money and leave, well, they said, well, what we're going to do is give you this microchip that you can implant on yourself so we can track you. And then they said, better yet, if you really want to be a part of this, we'll give you these, uh, what do you call it? Contact lenses that you can put in your eyes. They're actually broadcasting what you're doing so we can watch it. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so it's some crazy stuff, man. But of course, a lot of people who need that five G's, they just, they signing up. They don't, they know they're not going to go out there and do nothing, but that's $5,000. Right? So that, to me, that was a very interesting sort of thing that they're doing. And that sort of leads why you got a lot of these people who stay behind during this time. So you have that, you have the, the lead character, the activist lady, she's actively protesting about this experiment. She thinks it's, you know, evil and different things. And Dimitri, the drug dealer, dude, he's all about his paper. He doesn't support the purge. He don't understand what that, what it is. So he's very like cautious. And he's like, yo, this is, this looks like this on some bullshit, but what we going to do, me and my crew, we not going nowhere. We're going to hold these blocks down and, and keep getting this money off these drugs. You know, we're just gonna ride it out and see what goes on, but we're not gonna be out here and participating. And we're gonna be participating in getting this paper. So he's very money motivated. And you can see the conflict between him and his uh, ex girlfriend, Nia, because they have this uh, conversation at one point And she said something that was pretty slick, but it was like real shit. She was like, you know, this purge thing. Is killing our people. It's going to be this twelve-hour thing, but but I don't know what. But she's like, but you do it every day. You killing our community every day, selling drugs. So you ain't no better. Uh, which was very interesting to me, and it made him kind of pause uh, about it because it's like, damn, kind of got a point. So
1: it his, had him shook.
0: Yeah, and so some you know th- things started happening, and you get closer to that time. And, uh, basically a lot of people are just going to go like, you know, one of the refugee refugees places to go would be the black church, right? Let's go. We're going to go to the church, the, you know, the minister, he going to be preaching and we just ride it out in the church. We have a couple people at the door and we're going to be safe there. Cause a lot of, cause we know a lot of people going to take that money and to want, but you know, cause they need it, but they're not going to go out there and do no robbing and killing. So they're going to be at the church. And then of course, and this is why I say, they showed some good and some bad, but I thought it was some truth. There was a purge party, right? You know, one of the characters is out there like, yo, my, my nigga, they, they got a purge party down here. And I was like, what? Yeah, nigga, it's, it's, it's going down, it, you know? I, and I guess it was like, again, I, I see this as reality and it's a sad, it's, it's some true, true damning things for, for us as black folks, but a lot of us would take that money and a lot of us would trick that money off, right? Oh, I got five G's. It's on. Let's get a party going, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get the music banging. We're going to have a street party in the street. They're going to be out there twerking, drinking, doing drugs. And that's exactly what it was. It's literally about to be on some experiment. Again, they don't know the magnitude of what's going to pop off because it ain't never happened. But they know it ain't nothing good. But what did a lot of those people do? They was out there. Was literally out there twerking in the streets, turned up. <laughs> and I was like, "That's some real shit." I was like, Cause, "Cause sadly, some of some of us do that today." You can go look at when they be having these so-called protests out in the streets. When we see people get get murdered, and maybe and they be some clowns out there buck dancing twerking or singing song you know the hit song or something so it's that same type mentality so they saw that in the movie i was like you know what that's probably what would happen it was interesting that the government they monitoring this whole thing because they got drones out flying over the streets and of course they can see people's eyes they was even like they party what the hell (laughs) they're supposed to be you know tearing shit up Why, why they party but i was like that's how we do some some of us will be like that. Now the party goes sideways because, as Ant mentioned, there's this character called Skeletor. He was this is who he was to me. You remember Omar from The Wire? You know oh, yeah. Omar's name. His name rang out when you Omar coming. Skeletor was the super cracked out fiend that all of the dealers knew. Oh man, Skeletor man he. Yeah, man, that dude, wild, wow, but go ahead and, you know, he, he'll be a loyal customer, but watch out for that cat. So he was already crazy, and you, sh- he's actually one of the first people you see in the movie, doing the interview thing with him and one of these, uh, scientists. And Skeletor is also, he is also he's also, he's always Omar, and he's also Cheeseburger <laughs> from Minutes <laughs> of Society. Now, now dial your mind, but- Remember, cheese man, I suck your dick, man. Uh, he, he's that dude, but he's on. He's like a thousand times those guys. So he's super coked up, shirmed up, cracked out. And So he's a killer. He's sick, and he has already assaulted uh, that the activist chick when when Aunt said he was out there slinging dope. You know, the best way I think about it, this, uh, they had some of the, the wire elements in it because they had the corner boys, you mm-hmm. know? So when her brother was out there slinging dope, he was, uh, they make you think he's about to go to work or go to school or something, but he goes right out there in them streets. When he's out there trying to sling, who was his first customer? Skeletor. And Skeletor was coming up <laughs> to him like, yo, oh, so you. He knows that you knew you out here. Well, I'm about to give you a ringing endorsement. But he starts saying some slick shit like he knows his sister. Like, I see your sister. She's sexy. You know, I'm about to get her. And he's talking crazy. And homeboy's like, let I me mean, get the fuck away from me. Skeletor pulls out a blade and slices old boy's neck. Like, tries to kill him. It's crazy. And and then he takes off running. So that sets off that, you know, the, the, the younger brother. The reason why he gets out there to purge because he's really trying to find Skeletor to get his revenge. But they even telling him why they, you know, why he's out there. He, he runs across some of his other boys and they're like, man, you need to leave Skeletor alone, homie. That motherfucker is crazy. You ain't ready. And they like basically, yo, let's just go to this party, man. R- roll with us. And this is during the purge time. So they, so, so niggas is out there in the streets and at that party, Skeletor sees the party. He comes out there and he looks crazy. He got, I don't know if he got tats. He got tats on his face. He looks sick, man. And he even has like this weird Wolverine like claws, but it's made out of uh, hypodermic needles. Needles,
2: yeah. Oh, shit. Which is
0: crazy unto itself, right? And he walks into the party and everybody's turned up. Hey, you know, the music bumping and, you know, girls in there dancing and twerking. And he. He gets right up in there, and the girls start freaking up on him. He's like, "Ah, yeah.
1: Oh, "Oh, shit. Yeah, I thought for a minute he was like, man, fuck this Persian shit. Let's get this ass, son.
0: But but anybody who's looking at him can see, like, that nigga look like a fiend. He looks crazy. And he ends up starts, he starts killing. He starts stabbing people up, and it's it's going down. Let me back up a little bit. We're spoiling this. There's a scene early on when it first first when the you know, when the sirens go off and it's the purge is just starting. This is the realest shit too. There was a brother walking down the street and this is what I always say. If the purge was real, why why would they be doing all that killing? Because I was like, we we're not gonna be out there killing folks. You know what we're gonna be doing? Pulling licks. Okay? Well what that means, uh, yeah. we're gonna be going to the bank.
2: <laughs> yep,
0: we're going to hit them banks N- nigga. meet me at sound credit we're about to get this bread bro so they showed this brother he hit up the he was like he saw the ATM machine he's like I'm about to get this money and I was like you know what go on ahead because <laughs> I'd be right behind and he ends up getting stabbed by that Skeletor dude dude just runs up on him and just shanks him out in the street but the interesting thing is uh, it was being recorded through the dude's eyes, and I think they—I I don't know—they if they had the, the drones was recording it as well. But the government was monitoring this, and they were like, "Oh, we got our first kill. Go ahead and run that to the media and blast that out on the stream. They wanted people to see that it was working. Like, oh, here we go—the first kill, the, the, you know, the purge—and they blast that out on TV. And what they're showing—they're showing brothers killing each other. Like that was the thing. That was they wanted that. They needed that footage. It's like, see, there they go. This is what we talking about. And I was like, you know what? If that was real, they they would really do that. I was like, that's World Star. That's all that. But I was like, Yeah, that's that's that Well man it's it's like, you're playing to the devil's plan, man. Nigga, what's the devil's plan? I was like, Well the movie right here, they they showing that to you. So they they already put that image out there and it's a lot I can say i would say this man that some of the, like I said some of the damning things that just jumped out at me was when they realized that the people of color were not purging like they wanted them to you know, the stats wasn't high enough and they was getting worried back at the headquarters they were you know and monitoring and said yo this is a failure you know they're not they not killing each other like you know what's going on they partying And Marissa Tormeis' character, she was a scientist, right? She wasn't affiliated with the founding fathers. She was only working for them, and they was basically funding her experiment. She just wanted to let it play out however it plays out. The founding fathers and the government, they wanted to see the killing so that they could roll this thing out, and they could use this to help them politically. And so, you know, you could see, like, the the government do that was there with her, he was getting, he was getting stressed. He's like, yeah, this is not working. He's on the phone with somebody. He was on, you know, he was the man sitting next to the man. He was on the phone with the real man. <laughs> and he was like, yo, this, Hey, turn. we need to turn this purge shit up. This, this ain't, it ain't, this ain't it. And so what ends up happening is if they, they see that the, the people of color is not killing each other. They go ahead. They had some outside militia type, mercenary groups and waiting uh, to get it to get things sparked up. So what they end up doing is they end up bringing in these mercenaries and they and that's when the movie turns on a whole other situation, because now you got these groups, these different gangs rolling through the hood, slaughtering people, killing. And it's, and, and you see these types of instances in the previous movies you saw they keep asking, why is it like, like this? Like there's a military force that's coming through slaughtering people. It ain't just regular people doing crimes. It's something else going on. Well, here is showing you why they's doing that. So they bring in the Klan, right? They bring in some Aryan nation type cats. And then they bring in like, like some Nazi type group type dudes. And they arm to the teeth. And they just start hitting up places Cause they know where people is at, right? Cause they got them, they got them tracked with them chips, and they got these drones flying around, so they know where people is at. So they just systematically just start killing people. They go to that black church, murdering them all—kids, families, old folks. It, it don't matter. They getting wiped out. Uh, they show there's a scene where they show a brother in a baseball field, and the police they dress as police beating his ass to death in the in the baseball field, uh, there was a scene. Where was yeah, a I got the symbolism. Uh, I yeah. got the symbolism on that. A brother was being burnt alive. Uh, and as I said earlier, they was dragging a brother down the street from the back of a motorcycle. Uh, it, it, it was some wild shit. And what ends up happening is the drug dealer character, you know, he's with his boys. I'm not going to give you all what goes on with him. But at a certain point, they, re- they, they come across one of these groups and they get the better of them and they check their bodies and they see they had these tattoos on their neck and one of the drug dealer dudes they let you know he was in the military he's like yo man that was some this is some blackwater shit man we saw this shit overseas this is the same cats these ain't these ain't street gangs man this is some other shit going on and that's when they realized yo that purge this whole experiment thing they really here to take us out man this ain't some let everybody do crimes. there's some other shit going on here, and then the drug dealer cast was like, "Yo, we not we now nah, we ain't gonna let them take our streets, man." Uh, and so they were like, "Well, yo, we gonna get go get our guns." It was very interesting. I don't know if you caught when they went back to their little hangout where they had all these guns. They was like, "Yo, where did you get all these? How, how, what, what, how the fuck you get all you know all these weapons?" And they were like, "Remember, I told you, some new shit been hitting the streets." And we've been tooling up, Nick. <laughs> My man was like, Oh, so, you know, the government been putting these guns out here, but they thought we was going to shoot ourselves with them, but we're going to take these motherfuckers and turn it on them. And so that's when I thought that I got started getting hyped, man, when I was watching the movie. Cause I was like, yo, there was like two or three cars deep full of niggas <laughs> that was going to ride. But they wasn't riding on other black folks; they was going to ride on these outside forces that was coming in. And to me, that was some shit you don't normally see. Uh, you know, when they was saying, "Why gang banging on each other?" Y'all, all, y'all seem like y'all kind of like militaryed a little bit, in you know, in a loose type of way. But y'all just killing each other. In this movie, I always pull a line from my man Ice Cube's. Just think if niggas decide to retaliate, (laughs) I just thought it was kind of dope to see a car full of men who just say, you know what? Let's just get on cold, man. Lucky we drugged. We've been We've been tearing the community down. Let's just go ahead and get on cold and we just going to protect the neighborhood. And they and then the movie turns into, like I said, there's a scene in there where uh, it's like somebody throws a smoke bomb. On the, on the race soldiers, and they like, what's going on? And them cats come through the night like they on some Batman super commando forces. They getting it in, man. I, I was I was cheering. I was like, this shit is dope. And you know, cat had the knife swooping and doing all this karate shots. Like I don't know how they know how to do it, but I'm here for it, motherfucker. Like, this shit was dope. And that's when they just they just kind of start going to different places and taking back the streets now there's a thing that happens with some drones you know this they just think, man them drones man they're flying around these drone- drones have machine guns on them and they get the cutting cats down i was like damn took the whole squad out
1: you know from yeah Delta. i was hella pissy that old girl went out too who was bad.
0: Yes. Yeah, she is. I don't know her name off the top. She's actually a rapper. She's on one of these reality shows. That that, Sia. that shit. Saya. Yes. Yeah. She did her thing in this movie, man. But yeah, there was a scene where the drones took out that whole squad. It, 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 it was a, again. This is not a perfect movie. There's a lot of bullshit in this movie. Because at that scene, when the the drones start shooting, Demetrius hides under the car. He jumps underneath the under the cars and his other buddies. You know, the drones get the drop on him. But right as the last bullet goes out of the drones, this fool gets right from underneath the car and starts looking around, I'm like, "Bro, how you know they ain't gonna start shooting again?" Because the drones just kind of sitting there. I was like, "Ah, that's that little bullshit movie." But, uh, but it was, but it was very. I was like, "Damn, what are you gonna do now?" You know, he you know, took out the whole squad, but again, he had to. You know, he had to go rescue his girl, right? The, the, the activist chick and she was back at the uh she went back home somebody got their thing too bad. she was back home at the at the housing project with some of the other characters you know there's an assortment of characters right in these movies and they all sort of band together so she had made it back to the to the house and they were just going to hole up in their apartment to the purge was over but little did they know they sent a death squad to the, to the housing projects and they started, what it said, started from the bottom to the top. They were systematically going from door to door and just kicking the door in. It's probably like five or six highly armed cats on some old Nazi shit and just slaughtering black folks. I mean, just spraying them up, going door to door. I was like, yo, this is some scary shit. And they... Uh, They up on the 14th floor and they just making their way up. And this is when the movie just turned into some John Ramble because the, 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 you know, Dimitri, he was by himself. He just went ahead and got all his gear, put on the wife beater. And it's like, it's time to go to work. (laughs) And he just started from the bottom floor, made his way up. And he was on his Wesley Snipes. He was on his, uh, the winter soldier, He was on all that shit. He was taking cats down. He was taking out these Nazis. That shit was badass, man. It all just came to a head when they get up front. And that's why I said, you know, hey, man, bravo, because on the action tip, it was doing some shit. But this movie, man, to me, it just got me hyped because it was just good to see uh, us as some heroes. Even if the characters themselves were uh, problematic, you know, he was a drug dealer, you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't the good guy per se, but when it all came down to it, where it was like, um, they don't see us. They didn't differentiate between the drug dealer, black person, and then just regular civilians. It was, no, you're all black. So you all got to die. And, and I just thought it was dope that he was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna put aside my foolishness and I'm gonna go ahead and get on cold and help these people because who else ain't nobody else here. Definitely they'll say these are these are streets, man. These are home. Who else going to come in here and save us? They come in here to slaughter us. Don't matter if you got your pants sagging or not. <laughs> they 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 take they taking our kids. So I like that. They showed them like I'm gonna put my life on the line for these people, even though I've been killing these this community for years. Now, now I'm about to straighten up. I just thought that was an interesting sort of thing to see. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, this was an interesting movie, man. I, I don't know if, uh, where the purge goes after this, but I damn sure know that, uh, this one here was a real one to me, man. Again, it's, it had his faults, but I just thought it was a damn good, uh, movie. And there's a lot of interesting things that it showed in there. I know I'm, there's a lot of things I miss in my breakdown, but, there was a lot of symbolism. There was a there was a uh, Trump part in there, right, Aunt? They they kind of gave a little shot at yeah, Donald yeah, Trump.
1: Yeah, <laughs> There's
0: there's a part where, uh, again, it's people doing stupid stuff. Why are you out there in the streets? I gotta, I'm gonna go rescue my brother. He's halfway across town, but I'll go get him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and she running, you know, going through the streets at night and it's experiment night and it's already craziness but this dude busts out from the sewer or something he had like a baby mask on was some weird shit and he starts pulling her down into the sewer by her legs but her legs are open and his hand is like kind of around her crotch you know what I'm saying tapping on her and she ends up pulling out some mace I believe and sprays them and and gets off and gets away but as she's running she says uh well you pussy grabbing motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. <laughs> was like, ah, oh, they're going at Trump.
1: You know, just, what was funny about it, too, is that, you know, the baby looked like a gag was in his mouth. Yeah, it was some weird stuff, man. Um,
0: but yeah, yeah, you kind
1: of go ahead, go ahead. You kind of overlook one of the, the first fuckery types by the black people. So. Um, capital, was it, was it capital K what was his name? The, the, the drug dealers, uh, a boy, capital A. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was told, Hey, this is what we're going to do. we going to all, we're going to maintain our blocks. We're going to keep it bunkered down because somebody might try to move in on us. And, you know, he tried to say, "No, nah, I want to go out there and purge. And that's when old girl, um, Blaze, which is a dope name, by the way, Blaze, uh, she, she, uh, put a two piece on him real quick and got him in line. <laughs> but he wow. still he, he still went out there and he decides I'm gonna rob this place. It wasn't the bank, it wasn't a car, shoot, it wasn't even a Costco, you know, load up on all the supplies, you know, oh, to yeah, I down. I
0: forgot about this, yes.
1: This fool went to well. the jewelry shop oh, and was gonna get iced out. I was like oh, now, come.
0: The- I, mean, what was I, I thought it was a gun store. No,
1: but it, it was jewelry. Jewelry. Okay. I, I, I paid
0: attention to that. Gotcha. I was like, yeah. Well, you know what? You, you're right. But you know what? See, that was real because niggas is going to be niggas. And he was actually, he was a real n- nigga, you know? And I'm not saying that in a good way. I'm saying like cats, there's dummies that would do that, right? You know, oh, it's the it's, it's flood out here. I'm gonna get this TV. We're gonna get our loot on. It's a flood out here. What are you doing? Nah, man. Get, that's the same. So that was that same mentality. It's they gonna take us out in the streets. Now I'm gonna get my get my jewelry on. And then he tried to make a move on the organization, right? Yeah. And, and they took. Hey, he had to get. He got dealt with. Demetria. Demetria would not Again, he wasn't no. He wasn't nobody to fuck around with, man. I thought they was going to do a Hollywood style and he was just going to let them go. I'm like, Oh, you tried to move on me, man. Next time I see you. Nah, he was, he was handing out judge jury execution <laughs> in these streets. Uh, cause he was like, I'll be damned if you're going to mess with me. And that's why I say he wasn't necessarily a good dude. He was, he was probably a good hearted dude, but he had been tainted by the game and he, he allowed himself to go down a dark road. Cause he, it was interesting if you actually look at the scene where uh naya comes to visit him and they're talking and and that's the scene where she says you know you you're always killing us by being a drug dealer if you look at the pictures that are on the back of the wall there was a picture of a boxer knocking somebody out
1: oh yeah yeah, that's right i was
0: like you know that's his mentality but when they show it from her when you showed her and the camera was on her, there was a picture behind her and there was a brother deep in thought. And I was kind of like saying, you know what? I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I could see how they're trying to show their opposing sort of viewpoints. He's all about violence to solve his problems. And she was about, you know, yo, this is another way. Let's think something through because he, that that's when she comes to him about her younger brother being a dope dealer under Dimitri, Dimitri doesn't know that though, but he's like, um, Oh, Skeletor, you know, that crackhead who fuck with your brother. I got that. Don't worry about that. I'm gonna handle that. And she's like, what you gonna do, kill him. But it was like, that was his, that was, that was him as a character. He was about that. Putting in that work. He was about that. Like he was that life. And you know, and it was just interesting that they was able to take his violence and turn it to actually fight for good as opposed to killing his own people. Uh, I just thought it was some, there's a lot of little things in there. that thought it was very interesting that they threw that in there. Um, Marissa Torme's character. That's what I wanted to say. So now for me, she was kind of like kind of on some liberal type shit. And some of y'all can get triggered as I say this, but it is what it is. <laughs> She was like, I want to just do this experiment. She, she didn't, she wasn't necessarily playing sides. And, and she was like, I just want to see an honest thing. I think this would be good. Psychologically, how it would affect, affect people. She wanted to see. And then as she realized that the founding fathers had ulterior motives for her experiment, and she realized they sent, they, the ones who sent the, the militia groups in there, because as they were watching the data, originally they were like, OK, these people aren't killing each other. You know, they're having a good time. And then it was even commenting on the masks. Like, why are they wearing the masks? And she says something that's very telling for the rest of the series. Well, people putting those masks on because they they feel ashamed to be out here doing these crimes. That's why nobody's out there purging with no mask on. They all covered. And you kind of see that in the other movies of why they had those masks on. But to me, once she realized and she's looking at the, the, the stats and she says, the stats going up all of a sudden. What happened? Where are all these gangs coming from? Right. And so I and she finds out where those gangs come from and she's confronted by the founding father dude. And he's like, yo, you didn't, you thought this was just on some experiment shit. Yo, this is an agenda. You know, we need this to go down for our political movement. Damn your little, I just want to see how the people react type shit. You didn't know what the fuck you was getting yourself into. Welcome to the. was saying, "Welcome to the real world." Mm-hmm. But, but, and then, and then, she, um, there's a scene where he he walks up to her because he finds out that she's been spying to, and and backtracking. He's like, "They'll remember you as a patriot or some shit like that." And I was like, "Man, that's a very ominous thing for him to say." As he walks out the room, yep. And there was those dudes, his little hired dudes, was in there. I was like, "Oh, they're about to kill her." But it's very interesting that. You see later through a uh, video camera footage that she left that building. Right. Now you also see that they took her ass out as she was walking outside. But here's the thing that's interesting to me. So they didn't kill her inside the the room like they kind of play it. So they see her leaving. Now, my thing is this. A lot of these some people like her will always be like, oh, you know, I, I'm a good person. I don't want to see nothing bad happen to nobody, but see her actions and her little thing. She came up with obviously gets mad. People killed all these series of movies is based off of things She started, but was she and she, so she walks out that, that room. I want to know what was she going to go do? You know, well, she would just be like, Oh, well, you know, this is not good. That's just too bad i uh, like, but no, you don't one caused this situation. Was she like, uh, did she have remorse or was it just another day? You know, that's unfortunate, you know, but I'm gonna go back to my scientific work. Uh, but the thing is she probably could have exposed everything and maybe that's what they were scared she was going to do. So they took her ass out. Now I will say the way they show it is kind of corny because I, in my opinion, that was her last scene that they shot was when the guy said, Uh, what do you say? They're going to remember you as a patriot. And then they cut. That was probably the last scene Marissa Torme shot because the scene where they show her get killed is from some video footage, you know, close cam type footage. But you never see her face. So I always think they did that in a reshoot and they couldn't get her to come back. So they just shot it that way. And they was like, you know what? we got to let people know that she actually got smoked. <laughs> so let's film this scene <laughs> to see that she actually, and not just like implied they had to actually show her get murdered because they show her getting her head blown off by like guys surround her and savagely shoot her down in the streets. I think they did that on purpose to, to really ram it home. Like she got bodied, it ain't no implied and leave it open ended where she might have got away. I want I think they wanted you to know she got murked savagely and they just sacrificed her ass for the for the greater good of their agenda.
1: Like Tariq uh, said, you know, yeah. the white supremacy will always have a sacrifice. I kind of was I was like cuz they didn't have to show that. And it's obvious they
0: didn't get her back to do it. But it was just man, I don't know. That movie was, was very interesting, man. Um I'm curious, uh, after all this stuff that you've heard, uh, Big Sexy, man, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Well, a couple things, you know, just immediately leap out. Uh, the first is you guys talked about the imagery, and again, I have not seen the film, but you talked about the imagery of the cops beating this guy in the field, or in the park, right? Is
0: that like going to baseball field?
2: Yeah, a baseball field. Yeah. Now, when I heard you describe that, that immediately, and again, I have not seen it, Took me back to the, the footage of Rodney King.
0: You can bring that to mind, yeah.
2: Because you know, that's what just in my mind's eye, that's what I'm seeing. Now, the people who stayed and participated got five thousand, like you said, five thousand, ain't a lot to a lot of people. You know, but the tech they gave them, we can put a little chip on you, or you can take these contact lenses. Those contact lenses must be worth much more. Five large. That's just me.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: You know. Also, you know, you have people out there in the streets doing the twerking and whatnot. But at the same time, why wouldn't you just hunker down and hit a bank or four? (laughs) You know, you tool up, get your stealth on, stay stay along the rooftops, hit a couple of banks, go back to the house, and just lock it down. That's
0: all you and, need to do. And that's that's something that's funny. I actually have a list of like, what would you do for the purge? Right. And I had to like, rob a bank and and it's almost like you're not robbing the bank because if the purge said all crime is legal, it's legal, so nothing, right? So I am like, okay. And then I was also, see, I was thinking stupid. I was like, I don't know where you guys live, but here they have like staging areas where like <clears throat> for car lots they'll have with the cars that come off of. You know, the the, the uh, trains or ships when they bring in the new oh lot of yes. cars and they stage them. They have a am like, nigga, we would just get a couple of the homies. We're going to go to those car lot places because the keys just be right there. We're going to go ahead. Once the purge start, nigga, start lining them cars. We're going to drive them all down to the crib, <laughs> park them. <laughs> and the next day, we open up a car lot, My nigga, we're going to get paid. And it's legal. But see. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. And then the other thing I was doing, of course, the looting would be out of control if the purge oh, yeah. was real. Because oh, I'd yeah. be like, "Okay, where's the Apple Store? They <laughs> they better have had that bad boy bordered up." Because <laughs> right when the first horn rings for the purge, them doors is going down.
1: <laughs> Load <Okay>. it up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get on my financial literacy here. I'm a, <laughs> The day before the purge, I'm flying to wherever TransUnion, Experian, or Equifax is, and I'm burning that bitch down. Hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, they're going to have backups. Oh, and <laughs> Done. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: We'd be hitting up Best Buy, Target, all that. But I was like, you know what really... And, and it would be like a year round hustle. It'd be like, yo, Purge is coming up. We, you know, it's, it's time to get your, get your stuff for the next, because we're going to sell all this shit on eBay through the rest of the year and, get, and you got to work. So, what we're going to do, we're going to find out where the Amazon warehouses are. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, and you already know, all the U hauls going to all be reserved up. Oh, man. We, everyone's reserved a truck <laughs> for Purge night. Well, you got one more truck left. Yeah man we got Cause we going Yo I found where the, the Amazon thing I got it off. So we just going Ram the truck Through the Through the Through the garage And load up And it's legal well, And then let's we Let's think
2: about this though Let's think about this <laughs> You know going back To the bank See the bank Would be a bad move Now that you think about it Because at the end of the day All the money goes to the vault And people aren't Going to have time To try to get in that vault That ain't going to happen so the banks are pretty much out. Now, you also want to avoid drawing attention to yourself. So places like Apple Store, Best Buy, m- m- retail outlets, no. Stay away from that. Well, I, well, you don't have to worry
0: about bring, drawing attention because there's no cops. It's, it's all legal.
2: No, it's not about the cops. It's about people jacking you. For oh, people well, jacked.
0: Hey, mm-hmm. this is the purge night. It's big. Big eat the little. Like-
2: exactly. So you need to be on the low, you know, under the radar. You know, I like the idea of the car dealerships. You go over there, get a couple of car carriers, set up a little place indiscriminate away from all the hoopla. In fact, you may want to go a step further, have two groups. One group over there doing the grift. The other group in retail locations starting shit, drawing <laughs> attention away from what you're really doing.
1: Uh, look at Mark over here. got it all planned <laughs> out. <laughs> but see, I already know uh, what's going to get really looted within the hood the dispensaries. Them motherfuckers will be oh, done. Man.
0: Yeah, they hit those up. Like I guess, right?
1: The first horns. Ah. They have them bad boys. You can, see you can do this the easy way or the hard way, Habib. Which way you want to play
0: But that's that's funny that you mentioned that because that was one thing they showed in this movie when uh, Isaiah when the when it first went down, the horns went through. He's walking down them streets by those stores, and a lot of them cats was tooled up outside their store. Like, keep walking, motherfucker! Get the fuck away from here. They was it was reminding me of uh, that South Central, you know, riot when those the Koreans yeah Yeah, there was a lot of cats sitting outside. They was ready for the shits. Like, let's get it.
2: And see, again, yeah, that's something else you need to have because once you get, you know, once we get all the cars set up, we need to lock them down and we need to have Q and his, you know, elk out there Gosh. tooled up, ready yeah.
0: to go. Q ain't going to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. <laughs> but, yeah, man. and Which is, you know, as you see the other movies, even the first movie starts off, um, there's a whole industry of purge insurance. And, and purge security on your house that has sprung up and I think it was in one of the movies they jacked the rates up like the day before or something and it's like yo I can't I'm not going to have no purge insurance this year they, they charge, charge a whole bunch of money so it's like all these things have sort of come up because of it but uh, yeah man first purge man it's this very interesting movie again I'm not saying it's like it's super thought provoking and You know, oh, this is, you know, it is a B movie, but it doesn't try to be nothing but that. In my opinion, it's got cheesy shit in it. Some of the dialogue is cheesy, but it has a lot of action. It has horror tropes. It's got a hood movie tropes uh, in it. To me, this is actually a hood movie. Then they threw a horror thing on top of it. And you don't really get to see that very often. Uh, cause again, it has a lot of, some elements of the wire in terms of the, the corner boys type stuff. Uh it's, it's just, yeah, it's just all that kind of shit in it, man. So I say, go check it out, man. It's worth a view. I think, I think at, at one thing, this was probably the most entertaining movie to watch with the crowd of people. Cause I know they'd be yelling at the screen a lot of this stuff, uh, that's going on in here. But uh, yeah, man. Any last
1: words on the first purge? Nah, I'm, I'm with it. Uh, hopefully, they keep that same uh, quality for the next one, and at the same time, the uh, the subliminals, because they, I mean, there's there's something in there for everyone that that's looking for something. You know, if you're looking to be a conservative, it's there for you. Liberal is there for you. Black. There for you. You are uh, white supremacists. You can live out your dreams through that too. <laughs> so I'm just saying, now, you're gonna be heated at the end, but. It ain't oh, got shit, they there.
0: ultimately win? And I mean, in the grand scheme, they I mean, they
1: ruling. Even when they lose, they win. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's a very interesting scene, like when Dimitri is in the uh, housing projects and he's waking, working his way up the floors to catch up with that kill squad. Squad. There's the, some of the race soldiers that he comes across. One of them is in blackface. Uh, and is a, a big fight scene with him. And I was very interesting to me because it, you, Demetrius literally gets that guy on the ground and is choking the shit out of him. And he is such in a rage. And this guy has got on this blackface coon face uh, thing on his face and ends up snapping his neck and he's like get the fuck out of my neighborhood and that was a powerful scene to me for some people that might be I heard some people say man this movie is just too blatant or it's just too like ramming it down your face symbolism but I, I don't have a problem with that <laughs> I, I absolutely have no problem with that because they're trying to they're trying to point something to you and I don't care if it's blatant why can't it be there's a lot of movies that have blatant shit in it. They don't have the same energy for that. But I just think sometimes, for some people, this movie may hit... I don't know if it hits home, but it just make you a little uncomfortable. Because it's like, man, why do they got to make me look like the bad guy? But see, my thing is, we've been saying that for years. <laughs> why the black guy got to be the... True. The, the, why, gotta, why we got to be the such... A, so, hey, you didn't have the same energy for 95% of them other movies so when they give you one movie where it's the other way don't complain have the same hey this is just a horror movie or it's got political things like Viva Vendetta I don't see nobody complaining oh this movie is too political overtones this and that and the third is eating that movie up so why why can't we eat this one up I mean this movie obviously comes in a world after you had Black Panther Uh, And there was another movie, uh, Get Out. I can see how those movies play into them saying, you know what, we're going to make The Purge. It's okay, we're going to make The Purge. We're going along with what's successful right now. And they're like, yep, we're going to make it just like that. Because this movie is written by the same person who wrote all the other ones, who he also directed all those other ones, but he was smart enough to know, let me get a black man to direct this actually. Because gonna, we're going to go a different direction. And let me get somebody who can probably see the nuances and add those into the movie that I probably couldn't do. And, and I think they, they they did that right on. And I think I would not imagine if there's an interview with that director and they start asking about this, he'd probably be like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Yep. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, ain't no coincidence. <laughs> of course we put that in there. I'm trying to. This is horrifying. This is horrifying to us. So we're going to put it in there. So I ain't got no problem with it. Uh, I'm going to go see it again as a matter of fact.
1: I would actually like to watch the audio commentary on this because I'd love to know because it says that there's one writer on there uh, the same guy that did the other one, James Domenico. De, yeah. DeMonaco, Demonaco, whatever. Sorry. Um, but I, I just can't believe that so many I felt scenes and dialogue that spoke to the black community was in there that there had to be been somebody else helping in out. That's this. why I said,
0: I think that Gerald McMurray, dude, I think he added, you know, they needed somebody that can go in and really yo, know, okay, here's the general idea of this movie, but put your, you know, you only would to know how to do that. Put your thing on top of this. And that's why I said, I think he did that. Dan, I was like, yep, he got, because they're not going to put the, the, uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if they wrote in the, I want him to have blackface, this dude, and then I want to have, you know, these little things in there. I just don't think they would knew to do that or, or knew what they meant. Like, yo, this is going to strike a chord where people, if you, if you have them do this, make sure you had a scene where they dragging, dragging them by the motorcycle. Make sure you had a church, you know, cause I, I know that's right in the Dylan roof. That, I mean, that's a chilling scene, man. To me, I was like, I was like, man, they, you know, the black preacher plays. That was supposed to be the safe haven. Not no more. Not no more. And there was some other low-key low shit in this movie. There was one character I, I wanted to get killed, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't remember her name. was the loud mouth black lady. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, yes. She was kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. I was like, you sit your Tiffany Haddish ass down. <laughs> <I'm gonna start. laughs> <laughs> you, you know, just that st- Hell no. Mo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I
1: was like, Stop it. Right. <laughs> Here's another question I gotta ask. Um at, at the end, you know, we're doing spoilers. Um Dimitri he takes a one to the stomach. And I think mm-hmm. like, Oh man, come on, they not gonna take him out. I said, Well, you know, at least he he saved his girl and his girl's brother. But do survive. So yeah. me, I'm like, well, why the hell did he get shot? Like, come on, give us give us uh, the bruh man that makes it all the way out unscathed. I mean, Commando did. Well, Commando did take one to the arm. But I mean, come on. I was I was sad that he could because I was like, oh, man, is he about to die.
0: But I like that he he survived that because I on one hand, I guess I probably would have been like, there's no way he would went through all of that. And I got hurt some way. Um, I was more surprised See? that his that his boy was standing alongside them at the <laughs> end. That's like, I, I was like, come on, bro. That bro was on the ground like he had got stabbed or shot by the drone. Now he up there walking with him. I was like, okay.
1: I was like, whatever.
0: He's he's in something else too. I just can't remember. I think he was in Sense of Anarchy or something. Uh,
1: um, the dude, the dude that got shot up. His boy, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I go yeah. like when he left it behind. I'm like, dude, if you're not gonna die, get your punk ass in the <laughs> truck and have that some bitch ready to go.
0: I actually and it's and now we it. There's a scene where these two girls uh, are sent to kill a oh, drug yes, drug dealer. Yes. Listen, I thought when he came out after he's you know got the best of him, I thought he was gonna go to his boy and, and like beat his ass like how you gonna send these bitches in here and didn't check, you know, what was going on with, because I thought he was going to come at his boy hard about that, but they just laughed it off. Actually, his boy even made a joke about it when he was in the car. He said, like, Oh, you want to go get you some more girls? He was like, man, you stupid. I was like, I thought he was gonna slap the shit out of him. Like <laughs> you supposed to, that's your job to to have my back, bro. Uh-
1: See, this is how, this is why Capital A ain't the boss. Now, I'm not saying women can't kill somebody, but he had to have known Dimitri wasn't someone to fuck with. Yeah. So how you sending these two females in there who don't look like they, they didn't put in any work? I mean, well, I guess maybe they had, but I'm just saying you really thought there would be a change? I know it's two, and they got the jump on him, and they got knives, but I'm like, dude, come on. You really thought that was the play? yeah see
0: that that was Hollywood because let's picture that in somewhat realistic terms that would be like sending amber amber rose and Ch- 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 black china <laughs> to take out a street cat you know and damn well they were because them chicks was, I thought they was like on some assassin types I was like how are they fighting him right and they're doing all these moves like these hoes that, that, <laughs> but again that's what I said. This movie, it don't explain, because at the same point, you would ask the question, how is Dimitri basically Batman all of a sudden taking cats down and all that? But I just let it ride because I'm like, there's no way, again, you, you're not going to have some thoughts. You're not going to send thoughts on no mission to, to <laughs> assassinate somebody, and they actually had a chance. You know, it was so unrealistic. So I was just like I just said, this is on some fantasy. I'm going to let that ride. Cause they wasn't yeah. yeah. Cause they had special training. Assignment. Why would a thought, why would you become a thought if you right. had skills? To, to, don't make no sense. Right. Cause it was like, like, they was just there to F them. It's just like, they make no sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing, as far as Dimitri and his skill set, the only thing I got is, remember the dude that was getting the guns who had been in the Army? Right. Maybe he trained him. Maybe he gave him some hand-to-hand combat. That's, that's the best I got because dude seemed to be on point with uh, knowing the Army. He said he, he did a tour. He seemed to right. be connected. So I'm like, maybe he tra- he gave him the skills and he trained like Blaze. She seemed to be able to handle herself, so maybe that's that's where he got that from.
0: Yeah, and I thought maybe he was just he was ex-military himself, you know. Which yeah. I started asking questions. I was like, well, so you went to you was a military badass, sound fucking special ops, but then you came back to move bricks. But again. This Dude.
1: Is do you know what they do with v- with the veterans?
0: Well, that's so, true. Yes, may- maybe I ain't about their life, so I just say, hey, I'm gonna ride with it. It, it was it was exciting to watch. It ain't got it. If Commando or uh, if Bruce Willis didn't need to make no sense to me from the first Die, die Hard, how he was getting down, then this ain't got to make no sense to me. I was just like, whatever. Uh, or or uh, what about Steven Seagal and Under Siege, the cook? Well, he was special agent. He was, I he check was my trick <laughs> i mean yeah he he was again that's it was classic wrong one you know it's the that cat you didn't think was actually you know some former badass in the military or something but okay. i guess i guess this is the same way right yeah he just he just decided you know f this country they fucked me so i'm gonna fuck them i'm gonna just move bricks and bring down the <laughs> <and> let, <anyway. laughs> let me stop at least get to move some meth
1: <laughs> take them out
0: Ah, oh, this movie is hilarious. Um, anyway, yeah, man, go check it out. Uh, yeah, and then the, the the one thing that they did, I see some people think it's controversial. I didn't really think it was that big a deal, but the mid credits uh, scene in a movie was actually a trailer for the Purge TV show. TV show. Uh, yeah, it's like a I guess a ten episode TV series, uh, The Purge. And they showed that during the, uh, during the credits. I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna check it out. It said this happens 10 years from the first purge, which I did some research. You would put it between the second movie and the third movie. So I'm curious to see uh, what, what that's about. But uh, yeah, there we go. Um, oh, I know I wanted to, how much time? Is, I wanted to talk about something else real quick. I um, always always come back to this show because they always be on some fuck shit. Uh, the show Law and Order. Okay. <laughs> they always have some, some other stuff. So I'm gonna just set this up real quick. I'm not coming this long. There was uh, this young lady. She was, I guess, like a prostitute, and she got beat up and possibly raped. Right and she uh her body is found and she doesn't want to press charges she doesn't want to say who it was she's just like never mind you know it is what it is i got to get back to work they track down the people who were in the hotel room with her it was three guys they come to find out that they were in the military can't remember how they figured this out, but they figure out these three guys that are in the military. And she tells the, the prostitute girl, she says, well, I know I hit one of them upside the head with a lamp. So they're like, okay, we're going to go to the local military base here in New York. And we're going to see if there was anybody who reported needing some stitches Saturday night, the night that this happened. So they come to find out there was a person who came in and got some stitches. It was this a black Sergeant dude. And so iced tea, and one of the other characters, they go to see him uh, at the military base. And at this time, he's, you know, running exercises. He has a whole troop regiment under him. And he's like, okay, this, do that, do this and that. And so they come up to him. And they're like, yo, can we talk to you about Saturday night? And he's like, what? And he's like, you know what? We're not going to do this in front of my troops. You know, it's a chain of command. It's going to private room. So they get him in a private room and dude immediately they said, what happened? He just goes, my name is John, John, serial number three, two, two, two. You know, he, that's all he says. He's like, I ain't snitching. I ain't saying nothing. Uh, I ain't say I did nothing. I wasn't even there. I just my name and rank. So they're like, damn, this guy, he's not going to break. They come to find out one of the little, this white dude underneath him, who's one of his subordinates, whatever, in his troop, he was there too. So they go to him and say, yo, we want to talk to you about Saturday night. We know something happened. We know that girl got raped. White dude is like, he's a young dude too. I did it. they're like, huh? I did it. Go ahead and arrest me. So they book him and they take the picture back to the girl. And they're like, you sure you don't want to talk? We found some, they do. We found the guy who said he did it. And they showed her the picture and she's like uh, well that's good he did that but he didn't rape me he was there but that wasn't him he didn't do nothing and they're like why is this guy taking the fall for this so they come to fun- start talking to him a little bit and they go back to the black dude and he still ain't you know I ain't do it you know blah blah and they have Ice-T character since a you know the black dude they have him you know listen bro. Just talk to me, man. And then I, you know, I I was in special forces too. You know, I know what goes down. You know, we do a lot of dirt, but you can, you know, confide in me, blah, blah, blah. Dude, it's like, I ain't do it. (laughs) I ain't ain't saying Nathan. We can just go to court. Then they come to find out because there was three people there. So the girl finally starts talking a little bit and she's like, there was an older dude that was there too. He's the guy who actually raped me. And so they find out that the commanding officer above both of these guys is this older white dude. And they bring they get his picture and bring it to the girl. And they're like, was this the dude? And she's like, yeah, that's the guy who raped me and beat me. And so they're like, "Okay, we're going to bring these guys on trial. Now, the prosecutor is like. This is going to be a hard one. You got one guy who's confessed to it. But these other two dudes and the guy who probably actually did it, they say they didn't do it. And they high-ranking in the military. And you got a prostitute right here. He's like, the jury... And he's like, you ain't got no evidence. There's no DNA. Ain't no rape kit. It's just gonna be her word. A prostitute two American soldiers. He's like, they ain't... It's gonna be a tough one. So they go to the court and the the two guys plead not guilty, right? And so it's basically like, okay, this ain't gonna work because they they painting her out to be a liar. You know, the, the 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 lawyer for the military dudes, he's 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 a hard one. He's like, oh, so you're saying you got beat? But then you know, they basically make her admit that she has rough sex at times, and they make and they also have her admit that usually. She charges extra if somebody want to slap her up. So it's not out the norm that they slapped her or whatever. And it was just rough sex. So this, you know, prosecutor's like, fuck. This is, we're going to lose this. So here's where law and order, they be on their shit. They always throw some funny shit in the story. So all of a sudden they go, well, we got some DNA back on the blood because, you know, she hit that dude on the head and that's the only DNA we got, but it doesn't, it's no, it's not, doesn't match the DNA that's inside her or, or whatever. Or I don't, know if there was no DNA, but it wasn't in her. It was just some blood. He said, but the funny thing about it though, we're going to throw that DNA out because it's a female's DNA. I was looking at the TV. I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> I was like, Oh, well then that's, then everybody's going to walk. And then they're like, Wait a minute. The black dude got hit on the head and was bleeding. But the only DNA that was in there for the blood was female. Now, I don't know if you guys are listening to what I'm saying. I hear it, it. So they basically said that black dude who was a real masculine, he's a real black is the man, he's actually a transgender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Today's headlines, man. Yeah, man. And so basically they played uh, it as uh, the brother didn't want to come forward and say nothing because he would have to admit that he's, he was actually a woman and his career in the military be over. And so then they tried to pressure him to, well, you got to, you because know, he's like, I'm not trying to save that dude. What he did was wrong, but I'm not going to throw away my career and my whole existence over this you know they're like but come on they'll accept it you know he's like no they won't i'm aii I have a troop underneath me you know what i'm saying and the piece like the president could say one tweet and i'm done you know no one's gonna trust me no more you know and i was like damn this shit is crazy i was like why does i say like, so now the focal point is this black man who's actually a woman and i was like ah oh, here we go here we go and of course, you know, it's Hollywood, so he ends up, uh, listening to the, the one white lady. She's kind of telling him it's going to be okay. And at first he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But of course, at the last minute he go ahead and admit to it that he, cause, cause, uh, the, the other lawyer dude is like, well, nobody else had sex with her except for this black guy here. So he would have to be gay. And he's like, I'm not gay. Well, why wouldn't you have that? You know, you already know where it's going. He's like, cause I'm a woman or something. And yeah. so that's how they end up getting old boy for the crime. But he has to admit that he's a woman and he's pretty much done. Oh, it's just like, I'm done with this show. <laughs> why? Why? He got to be the one that's trying to... <laughs> why, why We got to be the face of the. Oh, it's just like... And then, you know, what's the interesting thing is the young boy who admitted to it, he still admitted to the rape because he was like, I'm not going out as a snitch. He's like, I'm going to lose either way. If I say, uh, if I turn against my commanding officer, they're going to get me for being a traitor. And these cats going to blow my head off in the jungles or in the desert out there. They're going to say it's friendly fire or I'm going to be or I'm going to be tried that I was there during this crime and I'm gonna go to Leavenworth and be labeled and discharged or I can just go and be a say I, I raped somebody but i upheld being a, a soldier and I didn't snitch out and I'll just go to prison but I'm not gonna because he was basically I'm on my America first so I'll just take the I'll go to prison as a criminal but I ain't gonna be discharged as some fuck boy traitors <laughs> I was like this dude stood his ground and was like Bucket I'll take the L uh, and it was interesting I'd be like looking at this show, I'd be like man I want what, to what's Ice-T be thinking about some of these parts I don't know he'd be like ah well eh, I get this check again you know, it, it, but it was interesting too I was like, at first they had Ice-T's character was on you know brother you know tummy but once he came out that he was transgender he didn't have no scenes with him <laughs> I was like Ice ain't stupid Y'all ain't gonna have my image I'm <laughs> looking crazy.
2: You know they had to. Again, today's climate, you can't on a national network show. You cannot vilify a trans, trans transgender transsexual person. Can't. Yeah. That's so true. that person had to stand tall and take one for the team. Cause if, yeah. Can you imagine the fallout If that character didn't do that
0: Ooh. Yeah I just My whole thing is why do he even have to pull that Card though it was just so out of Nowhere I was like I was like
2: today's huh? climate They always say at the beginning of all the law and order shows Rip from today's headlines You know Yeah. Well, and that's we, what's going on nowadays man Why do you have to be the
0: brother thus?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like eh, Okay I was like on order boy, they always they always be having us look kind of crazy on that show.
1: Well, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, send your hate mail to me. That's how they do it. They put the black person, specifically black man out there to be the poster child, to take all the heat, to take all the vitriol, all the condemnation, all the the to be laughed at, while in the background, the non black, predominantly white, they get all the benefits and get all the power. I'm just saying it.
0: <laughs> and that's why white people don't believe you. If
1: <laughs> 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 you, you take a look at it, the, 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 let's put it let's put it this way. Uh, what's her name? Laverne Cox and yep. Janet Mock. They're the face, the the celebrity face of the transgender community. And I could be wrong. I don't, I'm not an expert on it, but from what I'm seeing, they're the ones who are always out there, you know, on front street, pump, doing the cause, always the face, told beautiful women. But the Wachowskis, the one who got the
2: power. Hilarious.
1: <laughs>
2: <Chowski>. <laughs> who is Janet Mock? Um, she, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs>
1: She's
0: she, an activist she, Yeah walk her up <laughs> man Yeah,
2: no, yeah she's, she's an, a, act, yeah, no, she's she's an, an actor. activist
1: She's wrote She's written a number of books She's been on a number of different shows Really um, Pushing for trans rights Trans rights
2: Okay
1: Yeah and, and I'm not
0: We're not shitting on Janet Mock or uh, oh, what's the master. other one? What's the
2: other guy?s uh, I shouldn't say. See, there you go, Laverne Cox. Cox.
0: You know they do their thing. Um, yeah, I'm not. It's just, I, I, and I don't know where you're coming from. I just, I'm looking at a picture of Janet Mock right now. And all I gotta say is technology is a motherfucker. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, if you was out and about and you saw Janet Mock, you would be like. Y'all, that's and, and that's not, not, not as you shouldn't but you'd be like yo that's, that's that's a good looking sister right there a, a, a lot of you if you was in the club depending on what situation you was cats would be trying to y'all I'm about to go holler but I, you know that's how I would say technology is something else boy because <laughs> before you could kind of see some of these feminine features but I mean, just from these pictures, I'm looking at,
1: and that, and it's, it's chess and checkers. You know, they're playing the game. They like I'm, and I say that they're putting them out there because they're the ones who are taking these hits. They're the ones who are being mocked and ostracized. While in the background, I'm sorry, I believe you know the white transgenders. They're just living their lives, accumulating their power, accumulating their money.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Would he say everything but the burden? Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. B- brothers, be careful out there in the clubs now. It's a different world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, and hey, yo, man. Shit, they out here choosing, bro. He be, be at the bar, Joe. Yo, they out there choosing. They out here choosing, man. What you talking about? Y'all just shorty over there, man. Just want to. Man, she came up to me, bro. Oh snap! You got a bad one. Yeah, man, yeah, you're choosing. You want to go back to the crib? Oh, okay. Do do your thing, playboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me hit my the next the next day. Let me hit my man up and see what happened with that shorty. Hey, yo, aunt man. Now nah, let me now use your name. St- wow. <laughs> I'm a married man. Come on, I'm just. i was gonna say, let me, let me. <laughs> hey, yo, tone, tone, man. What happened? You good, bro? What happened? I know you got with old girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I don't want to talk about that right now. She cool, she cool. Nah, man. Come on, man. You know, if it was me, you'd be all. Yeah, man. Ah, uh, man. You know, it, it's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, man. She was cool. You know. You know. Nah, man. What happened, man? Come on, man. Tell me I don't want to talk about it, man. Why you, you getting in your feelings, nigga? What happened, man? You, you, you couldn't keep it up or something? Nah, man. Yeah, that was, that was a dude, bro. Huh? Yeah, don't tell nobody, man. That's between me that's me. You mean you, man. Bro code, man. No. Nope. Tr-
2: <laughs> <laughs> they actually did that on an episode of Night of Toronto back in the day.
0: What really?
2: Really, a wow. man Steve Sanders hooked up with this woman, quote unquote, and Brandon calls him the next day, like, dude, what? What happened? He's all I want to talk about it. <laughs> he's wow. all, but you couldn't perform. He's all, I didn't want to perform. She's wow. a heat. Wow. He's what? <laughs> and he's all. If you tell anyone, I swear I'll hunt you down and beat you senseless. <laughs>
1: wow. Woo I didn't
0: know that. I missed that episode.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, Steve was, he was, a, he was out there. He was a player. He, he was, was out there. Player of the group. <laughs> but, yeah, man, you got to be careful out there these days. Like I say, cats get caught up. But, anyway, I don't know how we got down that road.
2: Now, do you want to quickly, if, you know, you wish, I saw, I saw a, um article this morning, I believe you saw it as well, about Florida – and people who wow. have been felons trying to get their, you know, rights to vote back.
0: Right, right. I did see that. I think I posted that. Yeah. I think when the, the judges or somebody asked the guy, yes. how many baby mamas? big mamas had? you got. <laughs> what the hell?
2: And he asked the other guy, do you go to church? Well, not enough. We ought to go more. Wow. And I read the whole article. My, my first reaction was you know you commit a felony? That's it. Too bad. But a lot of states, I believe, Florida is only four at the state level that says once you've done a felony, that's it. You have to go through this process to uh, reinstate your right to to vote and give guns and do these other things that you lose when you commit felonies. And the author of the of the piece, and this kind of, and I'm not going to get mail on this kind of discredits the piece in my view isn't one who works in legal she has a she's a recent graduate majors in creative writing and French and you're trying to write on governmental issues Uh, uh, that's like me trying to write on the differences of uh, you know medical procedures that's not my field that is not my strength So it's not going to carry as much weight as someone who actually does this for a living. Because there were certain, I don't want to say inaccuracies, but certain things that were misstated, to me, at least.
0: Was that that... judge out of order to be asking a question like that?
2: No, no, no. no. No, 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 The judge is foul. Okay, The the judge is straight foul. But the thrust of the piece, pause, shouldn't have been on the actual system and the things that you know, a lot of these felons are facing. The thing is, this one judge, because before that judge got up on the on the on the bench, it was pretty routine for people to get their rights restored. This judge is you know going buck wild. This guy's you know doing cowboy going to business for himself. Now, we just recently have the guy here in California recalled on the Stanford rapist case. You want to recall a judge? Recall that guy. Okay, recall that dude. Hmm. But again, you know, when you commit a felony, that's just how it is. You know going in. If you're going to try to get those rights back, you got to put in that work. Now granted, that work shouldn't involve being asked about your baby mama's if you have any or, or if you don't. But you need, you need to know going in that you have to do some... Uh, some work to get it back, but this judge is out of pocket.
0: Yeah, the headline was crazy. I was just like, "Wow!" But I, I, a lot of I know some brothers that would probably say them some shit like that too. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, Aunt Poor, you still there? Yes, I am. I'm looking at uh, a site that I look at often, uh, Bossup. <laughs> But
1: hey, at least you didn't say, uh, media takeout.
0: Oh, no, that's trash. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's now that's trash. Uh, but, uh, you know, you scroll down here, there's a lot of funny stuff, but I just gotta give a shout out to, this says, says a midday snack. Uh, what's this is a, this lady's a grandmother. Uh, Bernice Burgos. Bernice,
2: yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. yeah. Uh,
0: that's uh, yeah, interest, very interesting.
2: <laughs> I must ask, what does Miss Bernice do? You, stuff?
0: Do you Google? So I don't know what
1: she does.
2: But... Oh, I gotta look. <laughs> it's more like it's more like who she does. Oh, oh okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that was Rick Ross's fiance at one point. Really, I didn't know that. Yep, I don't know. <laughs> I just oh know my. she
0: had something to do with Ti or something.
1: Sure, was that? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was yeah, I was, yeah, go ahead. That's she a was. Yep, I think yeah, she man. had her daughter at sixteen or eighteen, and you know, I, no disrespect, but like mother, like daughter, she Try had a, She had a young child, and I think she's what thirty six, thirty eight, and is a grandmother. Finding a motherfucker. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, that's uh, going back to the uh, movie, uh, The Purge. That'd be like they sent her in to assassinate somebody. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> what's she going to do? Hit him in the head with a
1: booty kick or something? <laughs> but, but she would have got the drop on me, though. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> that'd be it But the pearly gates. What happened, Peter? What happened, man? Did you see that ass? Got caught slipping.
0: Wow. You say, you, so you're saying... Jesus would have gave you a pass on that one. <laughs> I did create that, didn't I? Yeah, okay. Yes, I'm going to let you go this time. I don't know what I was thinking on that one. But anyway, let me stop. Where I get struck down. Yeah. All right. Well, I. Wait, think... hold on, hold on. Okay. hold
2: on. I'm in comic news.
0: Uh, oh, uh, uh,
1: don't yeah, get no. me started on Batman Fifty, please. Can someone please tell me what what's the controversy on Batman? Because I can't find it.
2: Well, wait a minute. I was going to go some someplace- No, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. You completely me-
2: different, but now if we want to get into Batman, let's get into Batman. Well, and this actually, the- action or Man of Steel wrapped up as well this week. Yes, yes.
0: Well, the Batman thing was the fiftieth issue is supposed to be the wedding of Batman and Catwoman, which they've been. I swear, it seemed like it's been a year buildup. Yeah. To this, well, first of all, they DC let's I think it was the New York Times <sighs> sp- spoil the issue before it was released, which I don't. That makes no sense to me. Uh, wh- why would you do that? that makes, and then the the actual book itself, I thought was kind of trash to me. Uh, first of all, they don't get end up getting married, but it's just like. It's like panels, regular comic panels, and then it's like two page, two pages of like pinups from different artists that have like uh, this letter, I guess Batman and and Catwoman are writing to each other. Yeah. It was just I, I didn't like it, man, and and then the outcome I didn't like at all. It's Like all this build up for that, and it was already spoiled anyway, so I already knew what was going to happen. But just uh, they they dropped the ball on that whole thing to me. It, it's uh, very disappointing.
2: Well, I wasn't disappointed because I didn't expect him to get married anyway. But this goes to show what the problem with you know the whole New Fifty Two relaunch was initially. They could have done this back in the day in the alternate universe. No one would have said anything. But now you know everything is in a DC Prime, whatever you want to call it, universe, and there's no way they were getting married. No way. But the the way that they both realized it and punked out at the same time in the same manner yeah that was kind of bullshit you're right
0: yeah I'm just more mad that they, they spoiled it before I came out like what was the point of I didn't need to really read it then I was like this is such an important issue and story but you give it to some non comic related outlet which I guess they thought it was going to be a big news story. But what about all the people who've been buying the book for the last 12 issues who Mm -hmm. are waiting for this and you just blurted out? It just was like, to me, a slap in the face of their real customers because they want to get all these so-called other people to buy the book, which ain't going to, they didn't fucking go. What are they going to do? Run to the comic book store to buy issue 50. They've never bought a comic before.
1: It's just ridiculous. And buy a comic for that resolution.
0: It, exactly it just was stupid as it, but it, to me it's just a glaring this is how this is what they think about you
2: well it's the same thing that happened uh, back when they killed Superman in 92 a lot of people who never bought a book lined up around the block to get one knowing he wasn't staying dead
0: yeah but that's in 92 when there was comics there. 2008 ain't nobody lying up around the block yeah. who ain't never bought no comic to go buy this. That, that ain't, it do not make no sense now. It was just shitting on their actual customer base. Well, that ain't Yeah, it's not, but it was, it definitely, that's why I'm like, you know what? I don't feel bad downloading them. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck, so I don't give a fuck. Let those all, let all them people that read the New York Times, they can buy it. That's who they're catering to anyway, so. I'll just download it.
2: Yeah, that is definitely one of the problems I have with this industry. They are always trying to p- not pimp, but definitely uh, court this elusive new reader that ain't coming. Yeah,
0: not, not for something like that. Now, I did see that they did a deal with uh, Walmart where they're going to have these like giant sized digest type.
2: Yeah, comic. yeah, I did see that. I think
0: that's kind of cool. I, I want to just buy one just to see what it looks like.
2: Well, they used to do those back in the you know back in the day, especially like um, Archie and Richie Rich type books would do that a lot. They still largest. sell those. Yeah, they were still, still, damn, they're still yeah. doing
0: those? Yeah, I see them at the grocery store or at the counter.
2: Yeah, So they're trying to get some of that market share, which is, hey, if it works, it works. Great.
0: Yeah, which is, that makes me think about it. That's interesting that even to this day, they still have those books and I'm like, how do they get that spot in retail, you tell me they can't put Spider-Man or the Avengers, as popular as those movies are, they can't get those books in that prime location?
2: No, because those books come out monthly, and they need to be read in a serial format, whereas Digest of just collected you know, of stuff. No, well, so that's they- what I'm saying.
0: They could collect, they have, they got 40, 50 years of comics, that's true. Of comics. they could that's put true. those, here's the story of Ultron or here's the story that leads up to what you just saw in the movie or something. I mean, they have all that shit they can do. But I I guess, again, they probably, here's the thing about you. I guess. (laughs) Why would we do that? We can just relaunch Avengers number one again. (laughs) For the billionth fucking time. (laughs) Exactly. But you were going to go somewhere with some comic. uh, What were you going to talk about?
2: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, comics suffered a huge loss uh, this week, legendary and that word gets thrown around too easily nowadays, but this instance is definitely warranted. Uh, artist Steve Ditko passed away at 90. For people who do not know, Steve Ditko is the co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, among other things. And his work was very, very distinct. Uh, a lot of people look at his Spider-Man and his Doctor Strange just the definitive visions of those characters. I can't argue that, but they are definitely stand out, and he influenced legions of other comic artists with his work.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. He was the original cat to draw Spider-Man, right? Like this. Mm -hmm. I always wonder, I guess they just did that as work for hire, but
2: man, that's crazy. Such a legacy. And the thing is, when you do, again, I wasn't there, obviously, in the 1950s and 60s, but when you do something that a work for hire back then, you're not really, as a talent or as an employer, you're not anticipating where it's going to go. You're just not.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, rest in peace, Steve Dicko. So
2: who, who is this Bernie's woman? Is she doing anything <laughs> or just uh, <laughs> running around with her camera?
0: You must be looking at some pictures. Or what, yeah. what you bring? You look at know. her. A, a, a look at her again and ask yourself: What is Fine, she? She ain't got to do nothing. Apparently,
2: she does that very well.
0: What is say? Fine. She ain't got to know how to sing.
1: Yeah, she would have been in the Prince harem. Oh, yeah, that's true. She, uh, I think she was a video model, but uh, oh, a okay. no, video vixen turned model, quote unquote, hey. and and side piece. <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> hey, that's what the streets is saying. I can't lock the hustle.
2: A side piece.
0: <laughs> this new artificial
1: age, you know. People like that uh, have a big career you know. And, but the thing is, is like, yes, she's definitely had some work done, but it, it doesn't look absurd like we like Kim Kardashian shit. Her stuff looks pretty proportioned, and goddamn, she's fine. See, <laughs> huh?
2: Okay. Five piece from to video, vixen Okay,
0: hey, I ain't mad. At Out of my league, but anything brothers who got big ball big balling know what it is
1: alright anyway <laughs> I'm sorry it says it's still tricking if you got it mm. I ain't got it so I don't know if it's still tricky. <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> alright well we're gonna wrap things up here uh, wow this has been quite the show uh, actually wait I think we just We got a comment. We actually got a comment from the last show that just came in. I'm going to read that. It says, Big Sexy! Go see Superfly first before you judge. It was pretty good. I was surprised at how closely it follows the original story. If you've seen the original, you understand it. You all should discuss it after everybody has seen it. I think they did a great job at modernizing a classic. It could have been really bad, but it wasn't. Uh, So thank you to Vinyl Jeopardy for that comment. Classic. Well, I think this. She said monitor. They monetarized a classic movie, not calling this new one a classic. But you are you God. saying that? You saying the old
2: one. Is, I like, saw it eons ago, and I wouldn't put it in the grouping of you know the bulk of what are called black exploitation films by any stretch. Oh really. No, 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 no. I mean, like, if you put it next to stuff like coffee and you know what, like that, no, it's it's not even like that. This movie told a story. I'd have to see it again. Actually, man, I'm curious.
0: Yeah, I've only seen it once, and I I would just put it in this. I think it's a classic black exploitation (laughs) movie. I think more so for the soundtrack.
2: uh, Oh, Freddie, uh, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury, Um, Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. Killed that soundtrack. Killed it. And the good thing about it, someone just pointed this out to me in an article, the good thing about, or the unusual thing about that soundtrack is it was told from a stance of someone talking to the main character. It wasn't Mm -hmm. glamorizing what he was doing. He would say, look, man, this is what you're doing here. This is what's happening, which I I had never thought about before.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's a a landmark piece of work, that, that soundtrack is... If you, if you if you are a fan of music, period, that's something you should have access to and listen to. It's a great piece of work.
2: That's the first LP I ever bought with my own money.
0: Oh wow! Okay. I always remember because they had the the Superfly part kind of folded out. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. I bought it long before I saw the movie too. That was me. Mm.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I did enjoy the the new Superfly. It was cool, cool little movie. It, you know, it's just um, we're at an interesting time uh, for, I guess you know, African American movies and TV. I was shows. just about to go there. Yeah, yeah, there's so much to choose from, man. That quality stuff. Uh, that it's it's amazing. I just been catching up on Black Lightning, uh, and I was watching. I was like, I was like, I had to marvel that. I was like, you know what? this is dope. I wish they could have had this back when I was younger, but I was like, this is a pretty cool show. Like you would have never gotten that sound like this before.
2: How uh, is that going? I like the guy who plays good. black, black lightning, but I really you know, kept up on it. Is it, is it doing well?
0: I like, I'd send, I, I, you know, I'm watching it. Uh, and I think it's, well, I'm cause I because i do not like to get into it. Endorsement. Well, I wouldn't, if I didn't like it, I trust me, I wouldn't finish it. I'm not under obligation to be finishing these shows, but I like it better than I like Luke Cage. I'll tell you that Really? Much. I mean it just holds my attention uh, I, you know it's just entertaining to me It's, it's uh, not like so okay.
1: some,
0: some parts so far I've watched the second season of Luke Edge I think I have three or four episodes and it's not bad I'm not saying it's bad but I noticed that I stopped watching that and I went back to Black Lightning and I kind of like it better but I think they're both good shows my point is to say there's a lot of great stuff out there uh, to see uh, that, and it's not all stereotypical stuff, you know, there's f- everywhere from superheroes to family dramas to comedies uh, to big b- budget horror movie. you know, horror movies, sci-fi, it's all, you know, historical stuff. It's not just either slave movies or it's not just hood movies. It's a plethora of stuff, man. A plethora. Now,
1: now what do you say to some that say, that after Black Panther raised the bar for African American content that shows like a, uh, a yeah, like a Queen Sugar or films like Superfly and Uncle Drew is make taking us a step back.
0: Oh, I don't I don't know how Queen Sugar takes us back. I've I've only seen a few episodes of Queen Sugar. I thought it was it Oh, was not I'm thinking of Greenleaf.
1: Greenleaf that's the one I
0: Oh of. Greenleaf one of my favorite shows. So I guess I disagree with that wholeheartedly because I, I, I bought Greenleaf season two, if that'll tell you anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. I love good soap opera type drama when it at times and I think it does it very well. Uh, I don't like just one style of something. So I, I disagree with, I don't disagree that Black Panther raises the bar. I think it does, but again, it raises the bar for black science fiction superhero stuff, but there are different genres of entertainment. Uh, to me, Friday rose the bar on comedies at that time. All movies don't need to be like Friday, but if you're going to do that type of movie, here's the bar for this genre. I, I think, uh, a movie like what's that movie? Big comedy that Tiffany Haddish came out on Uh, girl's trip. Girl's trip. To me, that is a very funny movie. I I am again, I'm not a huge Tiffany Haddish fan or non-fan per se, but that movie was funny. Uh, There's funny stuff in that movie, just like any sort of movie. Like that was great, but I don't want to see that person play that same character all the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, there's just, there's a lot of stuff. I'm not, I don't sit here and say, well, this one movie defines all black existence. That's absurd to me.
1: Okay. Good, good,
2: good. Well, speaking of uh, you know black films and TV shows, I believe it's been announced that Insecure starts back up in August.
0: Oh, okay, I'm gonna check it out. I kind of do have a side eye to them now because uh, they said that this season focuses on toxic toxic max black masculinity. masculinity. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they, what that means. <laughs> on the surface, I ain't really with that. So we'll see you know so when people start getting a little success they're trying try to f- try flip it and start doing some other shit just be funny like it was before if they're gonna try to have a message long as it isn't putting us in the what about this type you know trying to make us the bad guys uh, I'll,
1: I'll be I'm, I'm gonna be watch it but I got my eyes open. Yeah, I'm with you on that, especially since they've had this trend of black men being the white people of the black community. Yeah,
0: yeah, not not with all that. So we'll see. You know, I'm definitely gonna watch it just like I, but I'll watch that just as I watch, uh, I'll watch Power.
1: You know, that's a damn it, Tariq.
0: Yeah, it's you know, yes, about the drug dealers. Yeah, but it's done. I think it's done for the, the kind of genre it is. It's done very well.
2: Power um, is in its fifth season, I believe. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's still good. Hmm. Oh, I gotta check it out. I've never seen it.
0: Oh, you should check it out, man. It's a, I, I like it. It's a good show. I, very good show.
1: I binge watched because I, I. I think I. Third season, or maybe before, right before the third season, I kind of been ignoring it. Plus, I didn't pay for stars. But when I got, sorry, I won't expose myself. <laughs> uh, when I got the uh, Fire Stick, I said, "Okay, let me go ahead and check this out." I was hooked, <laughs> and I binge watched the first two seasons within like five days.
0: That's yes, it's some good. Remember when it first came on, and at the time it came out, Empire was really popular. And people were trying to compare the two. Power blows the Empire out of the fucking water. Is it yep, still
2: going on or? I, it, it,
0: I think it is. I don't watch it, but
1: yeah. This is. I've been watching Empire, and what I say is, this is doing a very big disservice to the black community because for some reason they are making black people think that you can take your company public and somehow lose control of your company. Put enough stock that you don't have majority ownership of it. Well, you can. No, no sane person will take their company public and put enough stock that they don't have controlling interest. No sane person would I do that.
2: I just watched <clears throat> Oh <shit>. the, <laughs> the show Billions. I love that show. That exact thing just happened. A lot of people who own these public companies they get, and again I, I'm not one of them but they get caught up with the board of directors and the lure of all of this influx of money from the IPO so they're thinking like the top guys thinking well if I keep 30% no one's going to go out there and buy more no one no one person is going to buy a bigger chunk than 30 so I'm, I'm good but all of a sudden here come the corporate raiders let's buy this shit up all of a sudden, now you have a problem. That to me is asinine. That is just. Asinine. I'm not saying it's not, but it does happen.
1: Okay, I guess the fuck up. I will be shutting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting.
1: Just, oh,
0: one last story here. I'm just seeing this come across. Uh, it says Donald Glover's record label might be suing him over streaming rights. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh says, uh, yeah, he, Donald, Donald Glover may soon be in trouble with his own record label, Glassnote Entertainment. In a recent lawsuit, they claim Glover, uh, Childish Gambino, has robbed them of the streaming royalties they are owed, and they're going to get the law involved to sell the matter. How much in royalties does Glassnote Entertainment believe they are owed? Uh, it says here about $700,000 in streaming money. And Glassnote said they haven't seen a single dollar from that big pile of cash. Now they're looking to their share of the pie from Glover through the court. As reported by TMZ, uh, glass note has produced three albums with Donald Glover, which includes 2011's camp 2013's because the internet and the 2016 awaken my love, which notably included the chart typing hit Redbone. Um, as a musician, Donald Glover made a colossal impact, of course, with his new song, This Is America, and its uh, video which debuted online shortly after its live premiere. Uh, it has gone on currently to do 323 million views on YouTube. Boy, that's a hell of a check coming from that. And shows zero signs of slowing down. According to Glassnote Entertainment, Donald Glover has received close to $8 million from their accounts and the organization is expected to pay him $2 million in royalties within the next three months. Additionally, the record label claims Glover is making the label pay $1.5 million in a recent demand, which is why it aims to resolve the streaming royalty disputes. Now the record label and the artists are planning to take their recent cash disputes to court. I'm kind of curious. It's kind of confused. And, uh, let's see. Donald is currently working on another untitled album right now, which is expected to arrive later this year. According to reports, Donald Glover himself is, supp- is supposedly the last album for Childish Gambino. Of course, it's subject to change. The record will reportedly not be released under Glassnose label, but rather Wolf Rothstein and <laughs> RCA. Yeah, I need to understand what what, uh, what, what's really going on here. But I find it interesting that it's a record label suing the artist for royalties. That and not dope. the and not the label not the not the artist suing the record company for the royalties.
2: Well Donald sounds like he's a step ahead of the game here because we all know labels have been fucking artists for years. Right. And none of us know the gist of the contract with Glass Note, but in light of it being so current and the streaming things just really now being, for, for the moment at least, resolved, I would be surprised how much it anticipated streaming. Now, generally speaking, the labels and the tech companies shared that streaming money. The artists get nothing, as we all know. So maybe Donald said, you know what, let me just take my master." And go to these streaming companies myself and do my thing and essentially cutting the label out. Now, if he owns his masters and <clears throat> there's no provision for streaming in that l- agreement with Glassout and they're just doing distribution, they may be ass out. But, you know, let us I'll definitely follow this one in court, though.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting because again, you know, uh, yeah. If Donald Glover says, "Well, shit, we just set up my own YouTube page, yeah, <laughs> and put this video up," and obviously, you know, that ad sends money goes to my account. Yeah, he cut the middleman out.
2: I'm and okay with is, that.
0: Mad as fuck. It was so funny. I was just listening to this guy last night. Oh his name is Spoken Reasons. Uh, I don't know if you guys. Are He's a he was a poet. Dude, but he was a YouTube star uh, black comedian young guy very young he was a YouTube cat he was blowing up on YouTube I remember seeing his videos years ago you probably have seen his face and I think I'm saying his name right Spoken Reasons but he dropped a video uh, I think it was late last night night before and he's talking about his experiences uh, with success and then going to Hollywood and being in movies and now he's kind of back to where he started and it was a very interesting thing i'm not gonna go the whole thing but he talked about he was blowing up on youtube uh you know he was doing it by himself doing his own videos and he's saying like i was making you know 20 to 30 to 50 thousand dollars a month uh through youtube checks coming in and then of course he started to get the attention of the industry and you know he's like everyone was trying to court me you know kevin hart wanted to sign me uh this person, that person, they all wanted to sign me DJ Vlad, blah, blah, blah. But they wasn't trying to give me no money. He was like, I was making the money on my own. What were they going to provide for me that I wasn't already getting? He was like, they all just wanted in on my AdSense money on my YouTube money. And he was like, I ain't letting nobody have that. And, and I don't need nothing unless you're going to cut me a huge check. And so he talked about how he didn't do any of those deals, but then he ended up signing with, um, this guy named Steve Rifkin, uh, which I don't know if you heard of him before, Mark. Uh, he's the guy behind uh, like Wu Tang. He's I always call him like the white Russell Simmons. You know, he's mm, okay. Uh, if you look him up, I can't remember the name of his record company. It was a huge hip hop label, uh, and did his thing. So he ended up becoming his manager, and that's one of those guys that if you sign with somebody like him, you're gonna go on to do big things because they linked into the industry. Short story short, long story short, Steve gets him to Russell, Russell Simmons, and he talks about, you know, meeting Russell and he basically, uh, he, you know, Russell comes in, yo, I I worked for you, nigga. You know, this is what Russell tells him. He's like, what? The guy worked for you, little nigga. But his story goes on to say that this is the beginnings of all deaf digital, Oh. And he talks and he they, they kept saying they kept saying they wanted me to sign with a network but I wasn't trying to do that. I have my own YouTube thing. I didn't need nothing from them. I just need them to put me in a position so I can do my thing. And he starts getting movie auditions. He actually ends up being in that movie The Heat. the Sandra, Sandra Bullock or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which I guess was a big movie. Yeah. But he's like uh, I, they convinced me to move to LA and but he's like, something happened in the middle. All my AdSense on my YouTube videos got turned off. And he was like, I understand what's going on. And I went from, you know, having buku money coming in. I'm starting to get low and low on money. And at this point, he's got people that he's on his, on his payroll helping him do certain things. And I have to still pay these people and I got to pay rent. Da, da, da. But I'm not getting my YouTube money all of a sudden. I can't figure out what's going on. And at this time, in these days, you couldn't contact YouTube and ask them, well, you know, what the fuck? You know, he's just, I was getting shut out. And he sounded like he made it sound like somehow Russell Simmons and whoever else was able to get at YouTube and say, yo, cut his shit off. He's with me. And the only way he's going to get his YouTube money is if he signs with me. And then we can get he can start getting paid. And that's when he ends up starting starting uh, deaf digital with Russell Simmons. He's like the big talent that they have. And it's just one of those stories of, you know, I know what's funny and what I do. But then they wanted me to do these other things and bring in all these people. And I didn't need all that shit. I just needed you to cut me a check. I can do this on my own. But they kind of cut him out. They, they were somehow able to get to YouTube to cut off his money and the only way he was going to get that money is if they came over here with Russell. And wow. this is a very interesting story of what happens when you get on their radar and they want you. They, they got a little more pull and power behind the scenes to sort of maneuver certain things and get you cut out the game. And then almost like he kind of got blacklisted a little bit because he ultimately ends up quitting them and Going to do his own thing.
2: where did you see this?
0: um, I'll find it. He he's a very long video. He's he starts going in. I
2: want to see this. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a it's a very interesting story when you see a a young creative and they start to do it, and then kind of what happens when you get into that life and the big money people start coming at you, and you don't necessarily want to play ball with them.
2: And you want to play ball their way.
0: Yeah, and they start to maneuver things, and I don't think he realized the pull that. They had because he was talking about the Steve Rifkin duties like Steve Rifkin took me to some one of these big agents companies in Hollywood. And, you know, he's a very funny guy. The way he tells the story, but he's like, these were the real white people that worked there. He's like the white people that you see in regular life. <laughs> these were the real. white, <laughs> And he was like, they were so slick and they all looked a certain way. Like I was he was blown away. But he, he saw power. What he, he really is saying. He saw the real movers and shakers of the game. And they basically just told him, what do you want? And we'll make it happen for you. And they did, you know, we can put you in front of these real situations, but obviously it was only going to work unless they got a cutoff.
2: Of course. Uh, They got to get that taste.
0: So it was very interesting. I'll find it and and share that. I'll put in the show notes as well. Um, But we got to get out of here, man. Uh, So we could be talking all day. Ladies and gentlemen, Listen, where can you find Mr. Ant when he is not being a father? He's always a father, so you're always going to find him in the But where can you find him online?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at pool. And I'll say in about two hours, you'll find me on YouTube with a new episode of the QA reviewing Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh-oh. uh We go heavy into it. And then we're going to talk into some colorism.
0: Yeah, oh, that one like deep. That <laughs> just reminded me of something. <laughs> and uh, so I saw a tweet on your co host's timeline. Something about, did you say she was ugly? Or yeah. I
2: saw that too, <laughs> there, Ant.
0: I usually don't be getting in other folks' business, but I was just like, Damn, come on now.
1: Yeah, Same you would, would happened. You gotta watch the show and see what happens. Okay, okay. All, right. all right. Well, listen to it. Oh, no. and then next week i I will be at. Hey, this is this is for this is for the show, right? I'll be at BeautyCon. <laughs> <laughs> it's for what show now? For our show, we're doing. Oh, we're going okay. to BeautyCon. Um, Mariah wanted to go. I made it happen. So we'll be there covering everything. Hopefully, getting some cool interviews in as well. You guys gonna do some video? Yep. Oh, Titan. Okay.
2: Uh, I'll Beauty be man card. Thank you.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. I, Go well, ahead. Hey,
0: man, as long as you're not getting a the makeover, then it should be
1: all good. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to be on video. I might need it. I'm just keeping it real. Hilarious. Get your toes done.
2: <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll definitely be looking out for that. Uh, Big Sexy and Sack, we're gonna find you?
2: Oh, man, it's starting to get a little warm here, but uh, Twitter. And I've just been a little more active on it i'm being followed by the lovely mandy rose from wwe thank you thank you uh wsc mark facebook mark wiggins and on the 17th i'll be on the plane headed out to dc for a week looking forward to seeing the museum and trying a couple of missional star restaurants out there
0: all right nice nice Ladies and gentlemen, I will be here putting in work as we always do. I want to thank all of our listeners on YouTube because I'm gonna put this on YouTube. So I'm gonna open the door. I'm gonna open the door to those. No, I'm opening the door to those comments because I know they're gonna they're gonna go in on this, and I love it. I'm here for it. I may not respond, but I'm gonna definitely read it.
2: Oh, yeah, Um, definitely coming for you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I'm here for it. Also, uh, shout out to everybody on Podcast Juice, the whole team putting in work and doing great stuff. Uh, And, hey, as I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. It's purge time, niggas.